Hey everyone, welcome to episode 12 of the Four Goats in a Mic podcast. Today we have one of our favorite people, our extra special cousin Nita. Cuz say hi, introduce What's yourself. <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. It's Nita, especially known as Cousin Nita, because Draco, House Hunter 216, you know. <laughs> I love it. So, why are you such a big deal? Tell the people. Why am I such a big deal? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm the real deal, you know? Like, in, <laughs> like in the that. world of so much, like, fake and, like, just bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really the real deal. Like, what you see is what you get. It's no cap in my rap. Like, you know, I stay in my lane. I just had, I posted on Facebook, like, I just do a lot of what I'm really good at. So that's that's what makes me special. And as far as how you make your bread, we know that you're into, like, real estate investing. You have some courses and, like, education. So tell the people about that. Promote yourself. So... I do do a little real estate or whatnot, but have you. <laughs> um, honestly, I really don't even, it's so crazy because like um, <laughs> at the training, we just did our, our last infield training and everybody at the end of it was coming up to me. It was like, do you have a course? I'm like, damn, I forgot to even like mention it. <laughs> uh, so with like the education and stuff like that, that really came out of me just uh, putting online my day to day, like what I was doing. And then people, you know, were intrigued and wanted more information and wanted how to and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, for a while, I tried to go hand in hand, like answering people DMs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I just realized like that, you know, I I couldn't go hand in hand with the game. So that's actually what even made me put together um, the, the, the one main course that I have, which is Blockbusters Wholesaling Academy. And in addition to that, uh, I hate the way that most people teach wholesaling now. Um, and also, you know, I have a bit of a different perspective because I started when it wasn't as popular. Um, so my methods and, you know, all that kind of stuff is a lot different. And I felt like it was needed in the marketplace. And so that's why uh, I dropped the education. So I have Blockbuster Selling Academy and then my new baby, which is the Home Inspector Workshop. It's so crazy how that happened too, because I wasn't, I mean, you know, like I've been a home inspector, you know, and I've been doing inspections, but it never dawned on me really to talk about it or to, you know, share that information until like I just casually said something and then everybody was like, yo, I wanna know how to do that. So that's that's where that came from. But uh, I think right now that's probably my most exciting piece of education that I offer just because, um, I'm like very serious about adding more women, more black people and more young people to the home inspection industry. And it's not often, you know, that you hear anybody talk about it, more or less, you know, a young black woman. So um, that's that's like what I'm most kind of like that's that's my new baby. What I'm what I'm most focused on right now. Well, we appreciate it. So we'll put a link to the to Cuz's uh, website and education and stuff in the description of the episode, so y'all can go and grab that after you listen to it and leave us a review. Go yeah, ahead, bitch, go to my site. No, Anita, I sign up for her list. Yeah, sign up for her email list. Go buy all her courses. Sign up for the in-person trainings. I will be at the Atlanta training. I'm definitely oh, signing up for that one. 
after That's I get good. off this call, actually, I just got home. Got to get my card, go sign up. Definitely. I've been waiting for that one. I was going to ask you, like, on this show today, like, when the Atlanta training? You literally tweeted that shit out, like, yesterday. It's so I'm going to be in there. Talk about that. Talk, talk yeah. about the how did, how did you get started with these trainings, like the infield trainings and everything like that? Listen, most 90% of the things that I do are, like, spur, I call them promptings, right? Like, I'll get it, like, hmm. Like that'll be cooler. That or or people around me get them, and then we collab, and that's that's how the training happened. My guy Beyond Win, uh, another Cleveland investor. Um, you know, we've done a lot of great business together. Been been you know intentional about building our relationship, and he called me. He was like, you know, I need to talk to you. And when my boy Beyond said he needed to talk to me, I know he mean. I know he's serious, right? So so we linked up, and he told me his idea, and it's so crazy because last summer um i was in baltimore and i did charm city's event uh, so shout out to charm city buyers in baltimore right and i told here i'm like i'm not coming if i gotta just do a powerpoint presentation and talk about like i'm not coming if it's that like i'm only coming if you give me a whiteboard and i get the busted numbers down and really talk like the real shit. and she was like okay that's a great idea and so that was like my first thought of like i'm sick of doing education like the old way like i want to i'm looking to have maximum impact and the way that you have maximum impact is like really hands-on practical training and so when beyond told me i was just like wow like that's perfect and he was like you know i need you to be a part of this i want you to uh you know do the wholesaling part and kind of just connect all the dots for me and so that's what we did we did our first one in may uh we had 12 people i want to say super dope just just we literally went out to everybody meets us at real properties that here I own. So it's like real deal shit. No hotel rooms, no boardrooms. Like literally meet at the property. The first property we walk everybody through pointing out, you know, repairs. Uh, we have our licensed GC, our other partner there. So he attaches a price point to the repairs. Uh, so at the end of the first house, everybody knows all of the, you know, applicable repairs and what the associated costs are. And then at the second house, everybody's on their own. We give them their little sheet and then they go into the house. They have 30 minutes to um, to do their own rehab analysis of the house. Um, and then, you know, after our first one, we added some some more people. We added uh, Dana. She's actually from ATL. We also added Will Roundtree. Uh, he's from Vegas, but they are credit specialists. So they talk about Dana's bought like a million dollars worth of real estate in Cleveland like the last year or so strictly off of her credit card. So she talks about that. Will talks about how to get unsecured uh, business funding. And then on the second day, that's my favorite day. Like I, I give, it's not, it's not like one of those wholesaling one-on-one, like what is wholesaling? Like I don't even go, like I go straight into lead generation, you know what I'm saying? Marketing strategies, the, the psychology behind what you're trying to do and how you actually make that happen um, I talk about cold calling and, and you know, the process on, on having the conversation with a seller. And then we go right to the cold calling lab. So I've split everybody up into two. I'm, I'm kind of fucking up the experience for you, but it's still going to be a vibe. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to be there anyway. I'm going to enjoy it anyway. You selling me on it. This sounds so <laughs> The fact Look, that I can this hands-on experience. Like no, that, we set everybody up literally into two teams, right? It's like it ends up being like 10, 12 people a team. And then I give them like real leads, some of my leads. 
and then they have to skip trace to people, find the numbers or make contact with them and reach out. And the, the, the game is, it's a competition. The game is whatever team makes the most contacts. And that's honestly probably like my favorite part because you just get so much, so many different lessons, right? It's the teamwork. It's the everybody working together. It's the skip tracing. It's the, well, if I can't find a number, can I find them on Facebook? It's just like, that's the practical training that motherfuckers need like that be where the disconnects happen and you can't it's, it's hard for me to feel those disconnects if i'm just like on a webinar and if i'm just in a course when i'm right there walking around everybody got a call on speakerphone so i hear what they saying i hear what they if it's something good like i'm gonna jump on that vision club like it's just the energy of it is like crazy as hell and and it, you know, I just had tweeted uh, earlier, like, I don't do shit for money, especially not this stuff, because I make money, you know what I'm saying? So I'm looking to have maximum impact. And this is this is one event that I can probably, I would, I would say one of very few that I've been a part of that is just like, it, I would pay to come. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would, if it was, not, if somebody else explained it the way that I'm explaining it, and it was really that, like, I would pay to go, because it's a vibe. And you never know who's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? We invite our friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jacob Lattimore, the last one. Granted, I didn't know the fuck he was. Sorry, Jacob. Love you, bro. But uh, you just never know, you know what I'm saying, who's going to be there. Because uh, Beyond and I, we both talk a lot about building relationships. You know what I'm saying? So we both know a lot of people. We both have a lot of great relationships with a lot of, you know, super uh dope people so it's no telling you know what i'm saying who might be in the building so i'm excited for it honestly like i i enjoy doing it you know and sometimes educating and training and shit can be laborious for me but i really i really enjoy doing that so i'm looking for and the atl one like we wasn't planning on atl this it's supposed to be the cleveland infield training with the pros but jacob he actually asked us to do it in atlanta so that's why we're coming please can't wait. That lead, I really, really is just the lead generation. Cause like I know how to cold call. I know how to like find people with that lead generation is what I need help on. And so I'm ready to get it, get in the booth with y'all and go crazy. I can't wait till y'all get here. <laughs> I've been watching. I'm like, oh, I gotta fly to Cleveland. <laughs> hey, man, they just gotta stop sleeping on Cleveland, man. No, no, no. Everybody I love Cleveland. I love Cleveland. You between oh, you, right. between you and who else? Who else? Irene, y'all got me on Cleveland all day. <laughs> We get a bad rap. I just had a, a tie in the city uh, this past weekend. He was shocked. Like, he couldn't believe. He like, it's a beautiful city. This, I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, we get a bad rap. Like, super dope. Very easy to run up a bag and just, you know what I'm saying, make a lot of moves for yourself. Dope, dope. So what, what got you into real estate? Like, I know you, you always, you, you seem like you always had a hustle mentality and all of that, but what got you into real estate specifically? Uh, I heard Mark Whitten talking about wholesaling on uh, World Star Hip Hop one night. So <laughs> I was I was working when I heard about it. I was working at a cell phone store, right? <clears throat> so in uh-huh. my mind, I always knew entrepreneurship was gonna be like I knew I never had a real job in my life. So I knew that I was gonna have to make it for myself because my personality, my temperament, just ain't set up for like you know the corporate structure and how all of that stuff goes. So when I seen him talking about that, I was like, okay. This might be it. And then as I got more into it, I realized that a lot of the the training that I had from selling phones and being in the wireless industry, like basically was like hands-on training prepared me for the real estate. It's, you know, lead generation, converting, following up, like structuring deals, packages, upselling, you know what I'm saying? Like overcoming objections, like all of those things that I was doing at Sprint and T-Mobile and all those, all those places 
it was like great practice for the whole real estate stuff. And I'm the type of person, like when I get something on my mind and I, I, I really believe in the value of it, it's like, I go crazy with it. And so that's what I did with the, uh, the real estate. How long ago was that? That was uh, nine years ago. 2011, end of 2011, beginning of 2012. Amazing. So what would you say makes Cleveland, like, so special in terms of real estate compared to, like, maybe another city? Because I know you talk about Cleveland a lot. I've only been there once, and I did like it. I, I do think it's a dope city. But, like, would you say, like, there's something, like, really special and people really need to tap in there because it's, it's nothing like like anywhere else, maybe? Uh, facts. The, 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 the main thing is that there's a low cost of entry. You're gonna be hard pressed to find uh, the 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 types of deals that we have with the price points and and the, the associated cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. Us in Detroit, we used to kind of like be neck and neck, but then Detroit kind of like took off, so it's even a little bit more expensive to really get into, you know, a lot of the areas in Detroit. Um, a lot of I'm not saying that there are obviously no markets that have you know low price points, but it's the cash flow, right? So everybody like you know freaking out about corona and shit like bro i got my rent you know i told them people like i'll take 50 percent off for march and april they pay full fare everybody but like two or three people pay full fare and they pay pretty much on time and that's because my tenants the rent range anywhere from 625 to uh like 850 on the cash side of things so just think about it like it's a hell of a lot easier to put together the 625 every month than it is the a stack, the 1100, 1200, you know what I'm saying? Like in other markets. And yep. uh, it, it's really that that low cost of entry. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you come here and swap a credit card and get into a property and then, you know, be pretty close to it being cash fund. That's the allure of the city. Like some numbers, you know, people love, I know people always under your post, like, so how much did you pay for that? What was this and that? Like, what's like a, a good example, I guess, that you could throw off the top of your head of like a low entry point that I got cash from around 640? Uh, definitely sub 100K. And in a lot of cases, sub like 70K. So it, it kind of depends like this, like there are houses that you could pick up at 10, 15,000, Obviously, those houses are gonna need like forty to fifty in rehab, but you're still gonna be all in up under eighty thousand, and that property is still gonna bring you in no less than a thousand dollars net every month, come hell or high water. Uh, and then there are people who prefer, which is what I recommend, especially for new people, is to get something that's already turnkey, meaning like you spend the fifty to sixty to seventy and get something that's already together, and then you just uh, um, start to cash flow. Sub means under. Under, sorry. No, I'm glad you spent time. Somebody listening that probably would have been like, "What? What you said? What? You like, what? Like, what? Like, what? Like, what? 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 Under a hundred k. Under a hundred k. Under eighty k. That's a great market to be in, though, because I mean, if you looking across America, most people not paying under eighty k for investment properties. It's that's Facts. that's cooking rent too. Facts. And 50% of all of our households are, are, are renters. So it's never no issue with getting a tenant. Like you can get an a, a inexpensive property and then you got a whole gang of people to choose from in terms of your tenant pool. Uh-huh. People always ask me like, you gonna go to another market? I'm thinking like, why in the fuck would I go to <laughs> any other market? Like, you know, like if, if something come across my desk or something like that, I might, but as far as like going to another market, trying to set up shop and 
putting in all the work and the, the research and all of that that I've done, like nah, like I'm I'm ready to retire. I'm on my way out. Like I'm not. It's gonna be Cleveland till I till I die. That's it. So all of your properties are in Cleveland. Only Cleveland. Uh, I got a I got a um a condo in Akron, which is like thirty minutes south of, of Cleveland. But yeah, everything's in northeastern Ohio. I mean, it's smart. You grew up in Cleveland, right? I grew up in Akron. I was actually yeah, born and raised in Akron. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there's LeBron James, and then there's you know because Draco. And then like, because <laughs> Draco. <laughs> yeah, please I grew up in Akron. Please. What you say? I said, please talk your shit. This is what this. Yeah, part- I grew up. Look, I grew up in Akron, and it's crazy because. When I was growing up in Akron, like as a teenager and stuff like that, like Cleveland was the was the place to be. Like I don't know if y'all remember when Brian had got hemmed up uh, with those jerseys and like the Hummer uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. A lot of that yep. was because he was running back and forth with, between Cleveland and, and hooking up with Rich Paul. All those, like they from Cleveland, they they weren't from Akron. You know what I'm saying? So yep. Cleveland was like the the place to be, the place to to kick it. So uh, I got in a little trouble um, finishing up high school. So kind of changed things up for me a little bit. But once I once I got clear of everything, I moved to Cleveland when I was uh like 18, 19, and tried the 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 college thing. I was actually going to play basketball. I got a scholarship to play basketball. Um and then I got a heart murmur. So then it red shirted me and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. If y'all think I'm about to be coming to study tables and open gym and all of that and I can't play, like, nah, like keep your scholarship, I'm good. So Stop doing that, and then I just started, um, you know, having little jobs and um, really just like educating myself. I just I tweeted about this too, like, oh, I, I posted about it. Like back then, like I was I was on the grind, on the education grind. Like I was getting all the information I could. Like, I be posting on Twitter, like how I was doing forex and all that shit, like a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like I was getting all that information, the credit, the real estate everything and people was looking at me crazy like why are you doing that or i ain't have money to kick it like how everybody was kicking it at that point in time and you know my family was like you doing this and you doing that and, you know what i'm saying it was like shit, I, i'm putting irons in the fire trying to see which one gonna get shot. you know what i'm saying and then fast forward you know not even really like 10 years you know <laughs> now i'm hot they all on me back then they ain't want me now i'm hot they all on me you know what i'm saying like all that shit paid off all that education uh currency that information currency paid off you know what i'm saying not now that's the hottest product on the market is information and knowledge mm-hmm. and shit, you know, so yeah i agree I, so i got a question so so i just want you to talk about this you were you, you spoke on it a little bit earlier and you talked about how first-time buyers you think they should steer away from getting a property that you need to um put work into, put money into a higher team. Like, can you talk about that? Cause I see that all the time, like with just people in general, it don't matter what lane it is. Like people go the hardest route instead of like going the easiest route and then trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to operate in this business, how to operate in the space. So can you just talk about like some do's and don'ts of not to, of what you should not do when you get into real estate and like you know, what can happen if somebody goes that harder route? Uh, so I think people like, you know, people, motherfuckers are know-it-alls like, uh, motherfucker ain't never did no real estate a day in their life. They know that this way is going to work out. And, um, another thing is, is people, you know, they have an unhealthy relationship with money. 
You know what I'm saying? So they they worried about, oh, I only got to pay 10 grand. It's like, yeah, then you're going to pay 10 grand, but you still got order your 50 on the back end that you got to take care of. And people, again, because they don't have the appropriate relationship with money, they don't understand that that concept. And what I actually uh, saw happening a lot was um, a lot of absentee investors were getting into the market, getting those cheap properties. And because they were not here, they were getting burned by contractors, burned by property management companies. Um, and that's how I was picking up a lot of wholesale deals from dealing with these people who was getting burnt. And then they just threw up their hands, you know, and had to, had to kind of let everything go. Um, and so that's, and that's also how I started, like the idea of keeping everything in house because it's not enough. If I sell you a property, right. And the property needs a rehab and you ain't never been to Cleveland a day in your life. You're going to fuck up. Like you going to fuck it up. Period. You're gonna have you're gonna mess it up, you're gonna lose money, you're gonna have a bad experience, and then you're gonna be trying to cancel because you need it. Even though, like, it's not on me. Like, all I'm responsible for is the transfer and the sale of that property. Everything after that is supposed to be on you. So I saw that people were they they didn't understand that, and too many people were getting burnt. So what I what I did in addition to advocating for new investors going turnkey. Uh, I made it such that if you buy a property for me, I have to manage the rehab and I have to be a part of the property management and all of that kind of stuff. Because again, I realized that people are holding me responsible for their total experience, but I'm not in control of all of these other components. And so I just exited out. I actually had a client the other day. She was like, you know, we have been corresponding via email she just knew she was about to buy this property and I, she kept making mention of like that she knew people in Cleveland and I kept saying like well if you buy this property for me you know I'll be handling the real she kept asking me all of the numbers I'm like I was answering them but I'm like remember it's really of no consequence to you because you won't be in charge of that part of it I will sure as shit she came and thought she was gonna buy the property and then use her other people and I'm like you know I give your earnest money back like it's you can't buy a property for me without without me uh, handling it for you. And it's not because uh, I'm like great and wonderful. Well, yeah, it is because I'm great and wonderful. But more than that, I want people to have a great experience. And I want people, I want people to have resources and I want um, educated investors in the city. So that's why I advocate for that. And that's why if you deal with me, like I don't leave you any choice. I respect that. I think that's a good way to operate because just like you said, if people come buy a property, they never been to Cleveland, you know, they don't know who they really doing business with. And then she can just go left. And then now they coming back to you like, Oh, can you help me fix this? So right. I, I already know how that goes. You yeah. know, people, they come back and then they, they try to, <laughs> they try to get you to come back and fix their errors. So it's like, Hey, you, you fuck with me. You fucking with me all the way through. Got it, like, right? And if you don't want to do that, go go buy from somebody else. I respect that. Like, that's why I want to buy from you. Because yep. I want that. Like, if you smart, you should know. You should want something like that. Exactly. And it helps. I'm glad you said that. It serves as, that's, that's another thing that I learned. Like, you got to have filtration processes, right? Like, a lot of people think shit is corny or you can't do this or you can't do that. But you don't even know. Like, motherfuckers be so basic that... I have this set up to weed out people like you. Like it's set up this way so that I don't have to even worry about encountering you because like you just said, a, an intelligent person, investor who sees the opportunity in Cleveland and has been watching and has vetted and verified me, like 
it only makes both sense, dollars and cents to like, yo, like I got this person that's gonna take care, like in conjunction with like, it only makes sense. So those people that, you know, bunk against that or can't understand it or whatever, like it's, it's basically a filtration system. Like I don't wanna work with y'all. I only wanna work with the people who have a brand. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I mean, it oh, saves you oh, a headache. I, I have a question. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. I want to know why the fuck I got canceled for saying tech head and this nigga didn't <laughs> go viral with the tech head shit. Can we ask yo, can we yo, that's the on first that? question? I knew that question was gonna get asked. I was like, somehow, some way, tech head gonna get said. No, for real. I don't really, really remember. I just seen like a brief chain of tweets, and I thought it was funny when you tweeted it. So I was like, shit, I'm about to make that my because <laughs> I thought it was funny to me, but I don't really know how that came about for real. I thought it was funny. It is funny. <laughs> I well, think we made, it. we made it to the shade room with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> You did, Jazz? That's what you were talking about the other day? When I was, no, when I was talking about B. Simone. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm so disconnected from social right now. I think from my perspective, and I don't know the girl that we're referencing, like, close or anything like that. So I just put myself in that shoes. And I feel like anytime I don't know you that well, and you're going to me out my name, like, we probably have a problem, you know? So I think she didn't know you. She thought you were probably coming for her. And, you know, her thing was probably like, I'm not even talking about the tech shit. Like, I do marketing and e-com. So what the fuck are you talking about? Right? Do I think it was that serious? No. (laughs) But I know you, right? So Uh I knew where, like, you were coming from and, like, your heart and intention. You don't ever start shit with anybody for anything unless they try you. So I think that maybe might be where you know that was a big deal for her okay and i i kind of like kind of like see that so this is my my next question to that like in this world of twitter right and i don't like i could be wrong because i'm not a tech head and i don't like i just i do real estate so correct me if i'm wrong it's like okay say if you say red is you tweet red is my favorite color right whether or not we know each other or not and then i retweet and it be like Hell yeah, nigga, like, red is my favorite color, but at the same time, black is my favorite color, too. And then I'll be like, all oh, y'all colorful head-ass motherfuckers, is it, am I, if I retweet something that you said, does that automatically make me responding to you? That, it it like, could be taken as, like, a sub. It could be taken yeah. as a sub. Because it's my tweet. If you retweet it, it's my tweet. So I'm going <laughs> to you're talking to me, right? But it's like yeah. millions of motherfuckers on Twitter. Like, if I don't even... But, like, but it's rude is what I said. Personally, personally, I wouldn't take it as a sub. But because okay. it's Twitter and everything is taken as a sub, okay. that's how that's how you got to look at it. I don't understand. What did she say for you to call her a tech head? That's what I'm thinking. Well, she, like, she okay, was I'm talking about some tech shit. She she was oh. talking about some tech shit. So, I mean, if for that t- for that tweet, she was talking about but some tech shit. And I, I'm just I like, okay, it, tech head. It, it wasn't that serious. I tell you, like, you call, like, someone a sneakerhead. Like, yes. like shoes. Yes. You like tech, right? But maybe. Yeah. You have them. But, like, you're good at it. Like. Right. Well, also, like, I don't know what her mentions look like. So there might be someone who says something to me or we retweet something to me. And then their followers are just 
going ham in my mentions, tearing me up, you know? So we never really know like what's going on behind the scenes or in someone's notifications, you know? I learned yeah. that I need to just stop retweeting motherfuckers that I don't know. <laughs> you can't like, do shit on Twitter anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, cause she was saying it in a way like how Hugo is like, you know, I'm not techie. And th- yeah. that's all Nita was saying. Cause she was, yeah. the, the, the original tweet was just basically saying like, oh, y'all should know how to do X, Y, Z because of so-and-so tech. And then Nita was like, well, I'm not a tech head. So that's the one, like, y'all know how to do that shit. She was like, I'm not a tech head. I can get a party to do it. And then, yeah, the shit was funny. Yo, Twitter so is crazy. How like, she's doing so left on like Twitter. It'd be like, motherfucker, if I really wanted to get at you, like I would have like, Line drive that motherfucker straight down your pie hole. Like she be going so left on Twitter. And then she like, tried to come I, at me too afterwards. I'm like, I'm not even talking to you. She's like, you get at me. I'm like, uh, I'm not talking to you. I can, my at button is not broke. So I, 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 point, I feel like a lot of people are like triggered at this point. Like triggered, like literally emotionally, psychologically, it's like always on guard. Like what you say, what you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And like for a motherfucker like me that just be get my shit off like i'll be conscious of that so shout out to that that queen though i i i appreciate the lesson i thought that was cool that like you apologize i didn't think you had to but i just thought like all right that was a nice gesture that was nice because you yeah, know we you didn't mean it that way no you're better than me i'd be like i fucking said what i said you could take it the <laughs> way you want to take it <laughs> I mean, to, for me, I'm like, look, if you offended, you could be offended. I mean, like, unless I added you, it wasn't for you. Or unless I said your name in there, like, because I didn't feel like adding you. Yeah, so, I'm not so shy about that. She, she really, like, it seemed like she was really, like, offended and, like, I mean, hurt, for, for lack of a better word. And I was like, shorty, like, it was really a compliment. So, like, I don't want you taking no, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, sometimes you got to just... The bigger, yeah. I I felt like you didn't mean any harm by it at all. You know, you were just saying like people who aren't tech savvy like have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. You know, so that's like another side. It's all good now. I'll start a movement with the name. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) A tech kid. (laughs) All right. So I have a question. What does your day-to-day look like because I feel like a lot of people glorify the whole like four-hour work week passive income I'm just gonna half-ass something one time and like eat off of it for the rest of my life and never have to do anything ever again and just you know rake in the million what is a day in the life like a busy day and then like a chill day look like for you um so I, I work like I don't like I definitely have passive income coming in, but I, I still like I, I I work. I don't want to say hard, but I, I definitely put in work. Um, I don't have like I'm not like one of those people that wake up at like 5 a.m. and go to the gym and like get my like that's not me. Like, you know, sometimes it'd be, you know, late nights, early morning. So I may not get out to bed till nine or something like that. But uh, typically a, a busy day. Um, I get up, I gotta have my coffee, gotta have my wake and bake. I like to read, uh, I do do my affirmations, like get all that kind of stuff in, and then um, I go outside. And then I'll just start making my runs. Typically I'm gonna have to go to Home Depot, you know, um, whether I'm working on projects, I might have to go to sites, 
I might have to go downtown. I might have to go to the title company. Um, but I'm typically outside probably like four or five hours, you know, just going to check out deals. Um, got a lot of clients that come to the city and I take them out. So that's what a, a, a busy day looks like. Um, and then a chill day is like, I like staying in the house. Like, uh, especially now that I'm married, like I enjoy staying in the house. Like I, I wake up, do the same thing have my coffee and then, you know, I'll be talking shit on Twitter or trying to figure out this website shit and, you know, all of that. Like, I enjoy um, those days too. And I'm conscious. I used to be like, work, 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 work. Like, I used to, to be like that. Uh, and then I had to, like, get a hold of myself. Like, bro, like, calm down. Like, balance is everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need those those days of, like, just, you know, landing between the thighs or something. Like, just, you know. Watching Martin all day or whatever, like if, if that's what you know the the recipe is. So I don't have like a rigid schedule, you know. I know that's not like very guru-ish of me, but I do what the fuck I I do what I got to do, and then I feel it. I feel the rest of my life up with what I want to do. Would you say you work forty hours at least forty hours a week? No, less. No. Yeah, less. Oh, so you advocate for working less but still making making money. Yeah, I, I advocate for working smarter. That's that's what I advocate for. I don't I don't like I don't like or you said like I don't like that perception that people are like I'm just gonna work this like I don't I don't because to me you end up leaving too much money on the table when you have that mentality. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I like working smarter. Like I could sit here and make two thousand dollars. If I sit here and make two thousand dollars, I'm done. Like I'm only doing the shit that I have to do. I'm only going to the properties that I have to go to. All that extra shit. I'm not doing, you know, and there again, there are some days when I have to be outside all day, project to project, we closing, we got tenants moving in, you know, contractors, like all of that. So now nah, I'm not one of those, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I never said that I wanted to work hard. I just said that I wanted to make a certain amount of money. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't die on the heel of hard work. You know? <laughs> like, I handle my business. How many like, hours would you say it took you to get to this point? How many hours did you put in? Sure, you had some before this. You was probably really grinding it out for weeks and months at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent the majority of my career has been like that. Only I would say in the last probably like three, four years. What happened is, is um, in 2016, the end of 2016, my grandma got sick. My grandma lives in South Carolina. She's like my favorite person on the planet. So she got she got very sick. And so I dropped everything in Cleveland and went down there. Um, I didn't know that she was going to need me and I was going to end up moving down there and living down there. So that's from 2016 to like 2019-ish. I lived in South Carolina primarily. Like I would come to Cleveland, but primarily I was down there with her. So I didn't even have an opportunity to be like running crazy and all of that like like I am now. So um, there, there was a lot of years of grind. Um, but again, like, I don't even know if I could call it a grind. It was just preparation. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was, like I said earlier, all of that work and leg work and all that shit that I was putting in was, it had a means to an end. Um, and so now, yeah, like I'm, I'm able to kind of like, I, I pretty much I'll do what I want. Like I, I obviously know, again, like I have certain things that I have to do, but other than that, like I live life. Like if I feel like you know, going somewhere, like, that's just what it is. I don't, I'm not, I'm not in a schedule box. Damn, why is everybody muted? Y'all want to talk no more?
So I, I felt like I was taking over with the question, so I was trying to Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Why did y'all ask me to come on here? You could have had anyone in the world, but you didn't. So we know why. So I think I, 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 yeah, we all probably have different reasons. Go ahead, <laughs> right? I was just gonna say because just like you said, I know you the real deal. You big cuz Draco, you keep it real at all times. Like a lot of people don't do that, and I know like you know you don't ever bullshit, and you all about the people. It's not too many people like that around, especially in the educational space. Like and really, when you're passionate, I don't even really see it as like being in the educational space like this is what you do to help move the community forward it's your passion so but you like just like you said you make money this is what i do on the side because it's my passion so like i I fuck with that yeah i I would say everything that bees was saying and just for the simple fact that you like you always want to teach people like even when you're just like i'm not really fucking with y'all right now but look this is what you do This is how you do it because like that right there is just everything. I love that shit because you know, sometimes people just need that extra shake. They just need that extra like push. Like, look, this is how you do the shit. Go do it right now. This is how you gonna make some money. This is how you gonna level up in life. And I feel like that's so important to the people. And you know, I always I always fuck with Big Cuz Draco. You know, you put me on the Cleveland. I was like, Wait, you can get houses for fifteen thousand dollars? <laughs> I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking yeah. with it. Let's talk. <laughs> so, you know, of course, of course, you know, just off that alone, you know, I want to say, you know, I appreciate you. So thank you for coming on here. Thank you for always spreading knowledge on the timeline, on Instagram and all that, you know, and just for always helping the people, you know, you've helped a lot of people. I've seen you help a lot of people. People just be like, oh, I, you know, I listen to a house hunter. She said she do this, da, 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 you know, and just off Instagram alone. Like I've seen people go on Instagram talk about House Hunter. So that's why I followed you. I was like, what is House Hunter 216? <laughs> what's 216? <laughs> I, I, like I still I was like, what's 216? I was like, oh, it makes sense. You know, so you put me on the Cleveland. Shout out Big, Big Cuz Draco. <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say probably the same thing as Tara and B is like, I just respect what you do. And I really be paying attention to a lot of these real estate like gurus and all of this shit be seeming so like scripted to me i don't mm-hmm. know what's selling this course to like do this whole i don't know all of it looks the same like everybody seems like they just the whole format is all the same and i always respect people that just keep everything real and raw and i feel like that's what you do like when people try to challenge you in numbers it's like okay i'll break them down for you like i have nothing to hide about this i'm telling you the truth what would these courses say this is what it is, like how you mentioned, like people will buy a house for, for 10 grand and then don't realize they got to spend 40 or 50K on the back end. These courses probably not really highlighting that. They just highlighting mm-hmm. the fact that, hey, look at all these, you know, these houses for 10 grand or less or whatever. Right. And then they just leave you to figure it out when you like, oh, shit, I got this house, but I got to put all this other money into it. So like right. when they had put in a group chat, like, yeah, we should get Nita on there. I was like, of course, hell yeah, I want to. I just want to listen to you talk for real, hear your perspective from like real estate. Cause I know like you're not going to cut no corners with it. So I definitely respect that. And I, I, I thank you for being on as well. I appreciate it. I have a great appreciation for people who really don't give a fuck about the social media shit and like followers and stuff. And will call out somebody doing fuck shit, especially like if you tie your name to them or referred them for something and so I think we have that in common. We're like, I don't give a 
fuck? If I told you to go to that person and they're fucking up, I'm going to tell y'all not to go to that person. And here's why. And I think we both have like a referral or like a don't fuck with that person comes with weight from us. Cause mm-hmm. there's always receipts. There's always proof. And I'm, I'm picky about like who I want to be friends with, who I associate with, whose stuff like I refer and, you know, promote because I don't ever want to send somebody to something where they're going to lose out on money because of the quality or the information. Whether you do, you know, the work that's required to do that thing, that's on you. You're responsible for your results. But I want to make sure that it's like quality and above and beyond what they're paying for and that that person's going to be taken care of. And so when Bees was like, hey, should we have Nita on? It was like, it was without a doubt, without a question. Like we've worked on other stuff before and I don't, I don't work with people lightly either. I I tell most people, no, (laughs) hardly ever do I pitch them for projects or anything like that. So for me, it was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like she wants to be on this shit. All right. (laughs) No, that's what's up. But uh, I always like to ask that because I just like, I like to hear people's perspective and it's always my hope that people are picking up exactly what y'all said. Cause like, that's me. That's, that's really me. And I always want above anything else. Like I want that to shine through. Like I want people to see me so that you're able to receive the information, you know what I'm saying? That I share. So thank y'all. I appreciate the the feedback and also for for y'all having me on. Who had a, who had a question next? I feel like bees was going to ask something. Yeah, I have a, I have a bunch of questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was about to say I got a bunch of questions, nigga. Ask me right. shit, man. No, I was about to ask you how how you met your wife. You was about to talk about it on Twitter, and you're like, nah, I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, she they too many mad niggas on Twitter. Uh, I met my wife ten years ago. I saw her at uh, a function. She was with somebody else, right? So she was with somebody else, uh, like a date. She was dating somebody else, and I was with my homie. And so my homie knew the person that she was dating. So I'm to the homie, like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, that's like, it's, I, I'm finna pause on that. And so my homie was like, nah, like, this my, pe- the, 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 the partner was like, that's my people. I'm trying to do business, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. So I stood down, right? But it was just something. And it's so crazy because I was young. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like in my early 20s and shit. And like, I wasn't thinking about, you know, settling down, all that shit. But it was just something about this woman. She was tall as fuck, like six feet, chocolate, beautiful smile, long, pretty hair. And she just had this aura. Like, you you know, uh, who is that? Uh, what, what the fuck uh, cartoon was that? Where the motherfucker, the aroma was going and the motherfucker was like, I just following the aroma. <laughs> like, that's exactly how it was <laughs> when I uh, when I met her or whatever. And so um, we knew a couple mutual people. They was all haters when none of them put me on, uh, when nobody connected us. And so, like, I never got this woman off my mind in 10 years. And, it, like, I was doing other shit now. Don't get me wrong. But I never got her and that like first initial feeling off my mind. Like I didn't know, you know, at that time I wasn't mature enough and in tune enough with myself to know like what it was. But, you know, then I seen she was dating some people that I knew and I'm like, oh man, here we go, right? So I was, we followed each other on Twitter. So I was, you know, keep in contact with her on Twitter or whatever. Like, give me a call. Like, you know, she was in real estate. 
I'm a real estate. I'm like, you know, let's let's connect. Let's build. You know, let's build. <laughs> <laughs> you try to use the real estate to, to get closer. <laughs> Yo, she wasn't having none of that shit. Like she was like, oh, okay, thank. Like she wasn't having none of that. She like, man, she she whew, she wasn't having none of it. She didn't give me no play, no holler until twenty until twenty nineteen till last year. I wore it down. We went on one date and that was it. You real estate people love hey. that. Let's build shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's crazy though because i, I, I really was, like that. i was so intrigued with the fact that she was really doing real estate like she was she was in her she was on her appraisal side of things so that was like something new for me like i wasn't hip to that i knew that she didn't know like she ain't know who i was like she seen but she didn't know like you, you know how you see a motherfucker but you don't really you sure know she ain't know because yeah. they go yeah, I wanted her to. I wanted her to know. Like, so when you take her on the first date, then. So how you get her? Because you said after the first date, it was a wrap. So what you do? Okay, so look, so uh, I had. I was in Chicago. <laughs> Y'all remember Chicago? My, my uh, the, the vibes and shit and all that. That's old. I'm off the vibes. But I was in Chicago at the Taste of Chicago, and she tweeted, "Damn, nobody, nobody asked me or nobody took me to the Taste of Chicago." So I'm like, "Well, shit, I've been trying to take your ass out for." What's up? And so she again blew me off, right? So I subbed her on the timeline, like I'm sick of telling this woman to call me, like she needed to call me. So she saw the sub. And I remember that. She finally, you remember what? I seen that tweet. <laughs> she saw it too, and uh, she hit me up, and we went out to, and it, it like. It's so crazy because everything that I felt, everything that I knew, like it was true. Like she was exactly, now mind you, I had never heard her speak. I didn't even know what her voice sounded like. I had never had a one-on-one conversation with her, but just like that energy, the feeling that I got when I got around her, we was kicked, like she was exactly that. I'm like, I fucking knew, like I manifested you. Like I literally manifested your tall fine ass. And that's it. Like a couple months after that, we got married. Rocking the yeah, you popped out, married on the timeline, popped out, just had the ring. I'm like, wait, <laughs> going for like two months. Next thing you know, she came back married. I'm like, okay, but look, it's crazy. It's fucked up though amazing. because like, like this, like the happiest I've ever been in my life. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of fucked up because I have to be super careful about how I share and who I share with, and all. Like she got a lot of mad like mad people you know what i'm saying and they was all you know what i'm saying all of that and just privacy and safety like you know she's not into social media so she don't be doing all of that so you know people see her out and be like oh you you know what i'm saying like all of that and it's kind of like sometimes i feel fucked up about it like i, w- I would love to talk more about that and and you know i i think people saw a change in me because she inspired me like i was very complacent like i was making my money I was cool, I was doing, but she inspired me. Like being with her, it'd be like, oh no, nah, man, I, I got to go. Like, my baby need a few dollars, man. My baby needs some money, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so she inspired me to, to work harder and to want to do more. And I think, like I said, people recognize it, but they don't know why, you know? And so it's, I wish that uh, I could talk and share more about it, but I can't because I don't want to have to bust a cap in the body, so. I feel like anything <laughs> you care about, keep off social media yeah. and the internet. Yeah. If you love it, you got to keep them off. You have to. Yeah. It's a rule. Yeah. 
Uh, look, I just want to say, anytime I see somebody with a bob, I think Anita. I, like, it's just been ingrained. <laughs> the bobs. I don't know why. I think somebody with a bob, okay. like a black woman with a bob, I'm like, Anita. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been sworn to secrecy about my bob bobs. days, but yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a suburban bundle kind of nigga now. So, um, that was, that was, like two summers ago. <laughs> Suburban bundle. <laughs> wow. So how's your wife like? Do y'all both work quote unquote a lot? Are y'all like cool with each other's schedules? Do you, you know, work at home together? Like how does that flow, you know, between um, the two of you? Uh, I probably work more than she does because like I said, I'm I'm more like front facing, like She's kind of quiet and, and more reserved. Um, she likes, she's a realtor and she also does insurance. So she likes um, dealing with her like uh, more traditional clients, like families buying houses and walking them through that process. She enjoys that while, you know, I'm running through investors and we running through projects and stuff like that. We do uh, end up doing a lot of work together because like I said, she does insurance. So all my clients have an in, in-house insurance um, person to take care of them and, uh, you know, we, we do we do deals together. We made a lot of money together, just you know, partnering and and, and doing deals. Um, I love working on her. Like the pretty girl privilege is a motherfucker. Like, um, it's like <laughs> I call a motherfucker. They tell me hell no, and then I have her call, and it's like okay, anything you want. So you know, I I enjoy uh, the dynamic of working with each other, and she's super chill. Like she don't like she knows my life is crazy. Like she she understand that she don't press me. Like she just she just be chilling. So, um, so does she play ball? I thought you said she played ball. Nah, she just tall like Uber. She don't play no ball. Oh, oh, that you, that's just you talking shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of erotic if she would like dunk on me or something like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your sign and what's her sign? I'm an Aquarius. She's a Virgo. Don't turn your head like that and raise your eyebrows, Ari. Don't nobody give a fuck about what you got to say about no Aquarius, okay? <laughs> and I'm a true one too. I'm a I'm a true Aquarius. The good and oh, the bad. Stubborn for no fucking reason. What's Aquarius? What's, what's what's your birthday? February seventh. Oh, that's February. So you was real close to being a good person and being a Pisces. She was almost great. <laughs> yeah, you were real close. You almost made it. Where's the finish sign in the bro? The most balanced. It's a lot of good. It's a lot of fucked up shit, too. Kyle's dad's an Aquarius, so I'm like, ah, uh, nah. <laughs> But I mean, the Aquarius women aren't that bad. It's, I give you both. I give you. I give you equal parts Aquarian man, and I give you a little Aquarian woman in there too. So you know, <laughs> it all equal out in the wash. You were cool when we all hung out. I wouldn't have even guessed it. You were talkative, you know, social, not weird, and just quiet to yourself, like, making shit awkward. You know, it was good. <laughs> Ari, is there a sign that you do like other than Pisces? You be gang on every sign. I like Virgo, Capricorn, Taurus. I get them. 
you know, I like people who aren't like wild and hypey like me. (laughs) (laughs) Boring, disciplined, routine, predictable, you know, a little obsessive, compulsive, like that. That's my shit. I love that. So, you know, Virgos, Capricorns, Taurus. um, Yeah. You know, Scorpio women are dope. Leo's Beats is probably like the only Leo I like. Because <laughs> you don't really act like one. <laughs> I gotta represent. I gotta represent. That's what everybody says. Nobody nobody says that I act like a, a real Leo. Everybody's like, you don't act like a Leo at all. Yeah. Are you like so. on the cusp or anything? Um, August 17th, so I'm like right near the end. What's next? Virgo? What's, You're uh, almost a Virgo. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense then. You know, we have a lot of similarities. Yeah, it's, it's as far crazy. as like how we think. My 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 wife is a Virgo. My mom like they like a lot of like like almost like same person alike. And I'm like, I thought this type of shit only happened in the movies, like where you marry somebody that's like your mama or something. But marry your mama. I think they say that's a statistical fact that people try to marry people that are like their mom. Yeah, man, I'm a witness because I, I like. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> All right, what else yeah, do you got for me? Oh yeah, I, I wanted to say something that's funny. Go ahead. I got the same similar story. Like my fiance, she would <laughs> not give me the time of day at all. Like we was going to the library back in 2011. She would not <laughs> give me no play. But I was like, I know I'm gonna marry this girl. This is way back in 2011 at VCU, and then finally. You know, she was on the timeline then, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to take you out next time in town. <laughs> yep. And it, it was a wrap since then. So it's been a wrap since 2018. It took seven years, but, hey, I finally got it. Yo, when you know, like, one thing I learned is, like, when you know, you know, even if you don't know, you know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the spirit, the energy, like, all of that shit speaks to you. You might not be able to translate it just yet and figure out exactly where it might not be the the appointed time, but it's like, you know, that, I, I said that today too, like, it's like, you know how when somebody say something and you feel that feeling like, oh shit, that motherfucker talking about me, it's like, you know, like, you, like, you You're don't right. fuck going on, you sit there and act like you ain't here to, like, you don't know, but you know I was talking to you and you know you need to get your ass up and do, like, well, you know, you know, whether or not you know or not. Damn, that's real shit. I got a question. So, Money wasn't an option, right? Mm-hmm. You're not doing real estate. What would you be doing? Not, not just some, the most random thing. Like, what would you be doing? Barber. You'd be a barber? Mm-hmm. I'm a licensed barber. I went to barber school, too. I'm a licensed barber. What? I just you get, can't. You get the fresh face? Yeah. I, you, you know what's crazy? I went to an Italian barber school. So I know how to fade and I know how to shear. I know how to cut with the shears, like. I can get, I can get the white boy up cold like that. Um, I just, you know, I got to a point where I couldn't justify like just being in the shop. You know, as a barber, you gotta beat the shop up or them. Like I just couldn't sit in the shop all day like that for thirty, forty dollars a cut. You know, when I had, you know, other plays going on. But so crazy. Me and Ty was talking about this. I've had the desire to open up a barbershop for a while, and with Corona and everything, just like kind of like slowing down for me. Like me and him was talking about it and like mapping them out. He's like, cuz you need to do that shit. So 
I might open up a barbershop here in the next year or so. But uh, that's that's what I would be doing. I enjoy I enjoy that whole vibe. I enjoy cutting here. I enjoy like the transformation. I enjoy the the barbershop culture. I just I like that. Wow, I would have never guessed that. Man, I do it all. I I, I bartend like I, I do it all. I I, I was an official for uh, basketball. Like I I, I literally. Wait, wait, what league? You was officiating, I mean, like you was out there officiating games and stuff. You was a ref. Yeah, I mean not like for the for the WNBA or no shit like that, but like for high school. No, and, yeah, yep. In Ohio, oh shit, I've been a ref for man. I got that like when I was like twenty, like when I first got up to Cleveland, I went ahead and did that because it was crazy. Like you know they 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 back then they paid you cash, right? So it's like Saturday morning, you get up, go to the center. 8 a.m., you got games from like 8 to 1, 8 to 2. You know what I'm saying? I'm walking out that business like five, six, seven hundred dollars cash, you know, on, on the Saturday just from some from reference to games. I didn't even know that. Dang. It's a good little hustle. Hell yeah. Right. I didn't know they made that money. No I know they I knew like you always got cash, but they don't do cash no more. I, I think it, it depends on who your assigner is. Some oh. assigners, I guess for records or whatever, they they do checks. But, like, on those days, it was so many games. Like, they was literally paying you after a game, like, a buck 25 after the game, a buck like that. But and you uh, was making money. I did that in high school, and I was walking out with, like, $60 on a Saturday. Like, it wasn't no oh. – girl, I was I – was, I probably did, like, three games, though. But still, it was never – I grinding on that. Like, it, it took, like – it was like I think like two weeks of class, like one week was the first, like was the, the books and all of that. And then the second week you was like on the court, like practicing your signs and shit. Foul, blue, 32, two shots, light it up, like you know what I'm saying? All that type of shit. And then you get out there. I was I was killing it. And then like you know, you can like I, I, I could do everything from like elementary on up to varsity. I could do YMCA, like all of that. And it's like you have assigners. Assign assigners are assigned to different, like there you have AAU assigners, you know, the high school OSHA assigners, all of that. And you know, you get it's like getting on their roster. And you know, whenever they call for games, I I would be there. I enjoyed the game, I enjoyed the exercise, and it was cash money. Like shit, sign me up. You know who make the most, like where you can make the most money being a um referee or umpire if you do like major league baseball they make the, they make crazy money and the school you gotta go through is even even crazier like you gotta get selected for that but you can make like a quarter of a million dollars being a major league uh, umpire yeah you would almost have to because bitch if you hit me with that motherfucking 100 mile an hour ball like <laughs> I, I better be like <laughs> Like basketball is cool. Like basketball, you just gotta deal with them niggas' mouths. You know they running off at the mouth. Like right. football, it's a whole bunch of y'all out there. You got the line people, but that baseball, you standing right behind the batter or right down the first baseline, and like yeah, <laughs> volleyball too. Like they was they was trying to get me to go into into volleyball because that that was another one, but I didn't enjoy it enough. Like it was it was boring for me, so I'm like I'm not about to be sitting up here, you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna do that. Bees, you got any more questions? Yeah, I got a couple more. So, um, so how has social media helped you? And like, in what ways have you been burned through social media since you and Ari were talking about that a little bit earlier? 
I would say social media has helped me obviously just uh, amplify the message. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been talking about this Cleveland real estate shit for a while. I tweeted that the other day too. Like go on my page and just scroll. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these motherfuckers just popped up in the last one, two, maybe three years. But like I, I, I've been talking this, this Cleveland real estate shit. And so obviously social media, um, Instagram and also Twitter have, have amplified, you know, my message and um, because of the consistency of, you know, me just, I want to say marketing, but not really marketing, just showing, you know, my life and what I got going on. You know, now I'm at the point where it's like I get a lot of clients and, and do a lot of business and make a lot of money just off of, uh, you know, the social media um, ways that I've gotten burnt. I'll be honest, like the, the, the thing that, that, burns me up the most is um people taking taking it for granted people taking you for granted it's like nigga i got mine you feel me like i got mine my family good like i could disappear off this bitch and it would be that like i literally give a fuck about you you know what i'm saying it's like somebody scamming you are riding they tip but for me you want to charge back a 25 dollar class that's that's taking advantage and not appreciating the game that I'm giving genuinely because I give a fuck. And so it's it's always, and I, you know, I, I've been working on kind of like just uh, disassociating and detaching, but I really care. You know what I'm saying? Like I really be wanting to see motherfuckers like run it up and like live life on their own terms. And I just know what real estate has done for me in my life and, you know, the freedom and, and all of the great things that is afforded me. And I, I really just be trying to genuinely share it. And it's like, motherfuckers be like, like I posted today, like if I if I said that I was going to give you all of the, the real estate game that you needed to earn money for forever, you know, what what monetary value does I have to you? Somebody says $100. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, is it a typo? Did you forget a couple of <laughs> zeros or like what? And I know they don't mean any harm by it. It's not malicious, but it's just like, we are so like ingrained to like just take shit for granted. And that's why we be behind like shit that mm-hmm. other people see value in and jump on and be like super, Oh, thanks. And like, how can I, you know, repay value and stuff like that. we be looking at like, Oh, you charging for that? Like that shit, like right. it, it bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> like, right, right. right. Um, yeah. So, some people, yeah. they just don't see value in that. And I think it's honestly because of the way that, the education game is nowadays. A lot of people are just trying to make a quick buck. So they sell in whatever it is they sell in for like a low price. So they feel like everybody should be selling for a low price. But no, like my shit is real. My shit going to change your life. I'm not, yeah. I'm not charging $50 that's going to change your life. I'm not doing right. that. Right, right. You know what? It's crazy because I said, uh, what was that, a year ago, two years ago, when the fucking weirdo watch guy like first popped up on the scene, I was sweet and heavy <laughs> about be careful of people who are only teaching you how to make money and not teaching you and advocating for you to be a business owner and for you to be running yeah. a business. And sure mm-hmm. as shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. you're right. People, people just don't see the value. In it. And then it's like, when you, I feel like because I'm in the know and I know a lot of, you know, my peers and stuff like that are not in the know. I feel like this responsibility to be like, 
all right, I know you you like too dumb right now to see the value in what I'm telling you or what I have to offer. So I have to like, never mind that you just aggravated the hell out of me or disrespected the fucking 10 years of work and experience that I put into this shit. I still have to try to like help you get the information just so, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, one of these days, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to just be gone. Like, I ain't going to say, like, one of these days, I'm going to just delete all these motherfuckers and, you know, all my social medias, and that's just going to be that. But that that's the way that I, I've, I've been burned. Like, I, don't, I ain't tripping about no money or, you know, no shit like that. It's irritating, but when you really care and, you know, me, like, I don't know how this happened, but I said, like, I know all the real niggas and I know all the scammers. You know what I'm saying? And like I see <laughs> both sides up close, you know, and, and all of that. And it's like I, I like I actually give a fuck about you and your family. You know what I'm saying? Which one of your cousins done ever put you on to a million dollars worth of game? Y'all got the same fucking blood running through y'all body, and these niggas ain't never took no time to sit you down and to school you on nothing, be it business, life, relationships, how to just, you know, manifest that like. Niggas, your own family members ain't never put you up on no game. Like, and here I am, a motherfucker that you really don't even know for real, caring about you and your family, and you want to fucking tell me that my shit ain't worth a few hundred dollars? Like, that shit, it be bogus, but, you know. I don't care about the value price, right? Like, I already know what I could do for people and, like, what's in my head and how I could just look at, like, what you're doing briefly and like tweak that for you to make more money what fucked me up was just wanting to help people and helping people not asking for anything in return and then like you get stabbed in the back you know like they're talking shit about you this this and that but meanwhile like you sent them money to help them pay rent you help them like redo like their packaging and pricing you sent them referrals you gave them access to shit you paid for it's like, damn, is anybody, like, loyal or appreciative or just have, oh, like, right. basic, like, just basic respect for people? So I had, like, a few a few situations happen like that, and then that's when I was like, you know what? No more free shit, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you're not on my email list or my text list, you know, you could pay to talk to me. And, you know, I'm just going to save the shit for the people who, you know, really fuck with me, you know, outside of just, like, the timeline and shit like that. Niggas ain't covered. I think I think one thing that, that people like us, like we we had this misconception that like people in the world are like us or that they like we're gonna get the reciprocity, like I'm putting out great energy to you, give you know what I'm saying? So it's gonna come back, but it's it's not like that in the real world. It's like that with the people in my personal circle who I've set it up like that with, but these motherfuckers, they just, they just not cut right. And they don't even, this is the fucked up part about it. They don't even know. Like, half the, the weird ass, disrespectful ass, fucked up shit people say, they be like, oh, but I was just trying to say this. It's like, nigga, like, how could you not realize that that's rude as fuck? Like, totally discount. Like, they just, they just not cut right. You know what they wasn't so, raised right. Yeah, like, I learned, one of the things that I learned, like, last year and this year was, I was I was trying to be for everybody. Like I wanted to see everybody win. Like everybody's my like no you niggas are all of y'all not my cousins, man. It's only a select group of people that are really tuned in to my frequency and they feel they my message resonates with them. They don't take the shit that I say as like, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that shit. It, it's I'm not for everybody. And I had to to become okay with that. And once I realized that, 
I started to be more effective and more impactful for the people that I am for, which is really my ultimate goal. So it's like, honestly, been a, been a weight off, you know what I'm saying? My shoulders, like, oh, fuck y'all. I'm like, man, my uh my 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 online persona is changing. Like I'm like the the whole bit like I'm not cousin needed on my big cousin Jacob bitch because when I tried to be your cousin <laughs> and tried to be like this, low ass <laughs> niggas wouldn't give me the respect that I've earned that's due to me. So now I gotta be like, nah, I'm right here and you right here and you gonna treat me and deal with me as such. So it's like I gotta change up. You know what I'm saying? My my persona in a way that, because you know what they say, people only only do what you allow them to do. So I ain't letting none of that shit slide no more, bitch. Like, I'm on your ass. <laughs> nah, yeah, I feel that because on, um, on Twitter, it's like, it's the same. You know, it's like, eat the rich, and then it's people that's trying to come up and help their family. But it's, I feel like it's way more people that's trying to eat the rich than it's people that's actually trying to learn trying to better their life, trying to um, give a, provide a better life for themselves and their family. So it's just, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy how it is. But once you start focusing on the people who are on the same wave that you want, everything gets like way better. Um, so I have another question. I don't know. I, I don't know why they don't have no questions. I don't know what they want today. No, <laughs> I got questions. I got questions, but I'm going to just let you shoot off the hip and then I'll go. Oh. But I felt like I was oh, taking. All right. I, had, I got questions. I, <laughs> man, I'm like, yeah, I talk all day. I got questions, but I was trying to like not seem like I'm trying to make it my podcast. So I was back. <laughs> Jasmine, you all should right. be fucking asking questions. <laughs> Our feedback is like, why is Jasmine so quiet? You better speak up. <laughs> I've been on the last so I definitely had to be vocal on this one. But I was excited for Nita to come on here. <laughs> nah, yeah, you you get you can ask a question after this one. I want I want to know like how realistic do you think it is for people to reach financial independence through real estate? Oh look, I lost my sound. <laughs> I'd be like, what other fucking choice do they have? Okay, okay, I'm back. How how? What about financial something? I I got, I got you. I got you. So how realistic do you think it is for people to reach financial literacy, literacy through real estate? I mean, financial freedom. I'm tripping. <laughs> oh, what? I mean, it's very realistic. It's like the best way, if you mm -hmm. ask me. Um, there's not, I, I don't know, even like when you consider stock market and like other um, investments, I don't know another tried and true way outside of real estate that is like sure fire. Like, you know, there are a lot of different uh, real estate investment strategies and stuff that you can, you know, use or whatever the case may be. But like at the core of it, like buying and holding and like, you know, getting appreciation, equity, cash flow and all of that kind of stuff. Like, cause people don't consider that. Like, you know, you know, mm -hmm. like they don't know that. Like my boy Ryan, he just closed, you know, his first deal the other day, and the house is worth like two hundred grand. I'm like, you just realized that you increased like your net worth, like by he like he only realizes what he paid mm -hmm. for the house. He don't realize that, nah, family. Like if you took this bitch to the bank right now, they're gonna break you up. Like they're gonna show you love. So, um, I I think that is is I. For me, that that would be my first 
Like go real estate first and then whatever else like off of that is my um, opinion. Right. Well, I would say, I remember, I think Bees might have tweeted about this a few months ago, but who would you say like wholesaling is for? Because like, like say we got three different kinds of people, like I got really good credit, I got a lot of money to play with, and then maybe I'm like someone in the middle where like my credit's good, but I don't have a lot of money to play with, and then like, you know, you know, third person, my credit's bad, and I'm just trying to get into wholesaling. Or real estate. I'll say real estate, not wholesale. I'm just trying to get into real estate. So I'll say uh, specifically talking about wholesaling, and we, we like we talked about this. I think on the, the other live, but like for people that got money and credit, like you don't need to uh, waste time trying to like implement like the wholesaling strategy. Like you need to go straight to the acquisition phase. Um, the beauty of of specifically the wholesaling strategy is is it's the found it teaches you the foundation of our real estate. All wholesaling is is marketing, for real, for real. That's why most people can't get it together because they don't know how to market, or they won't consistently market, right? So it teaches you how to market, lead generation, closing, structure, basically finding and structuring great deals, which is what you have to do in real estate, whether you want to fix and flip you know, tax deeds, whatever the case you want to do, you, you got to be able to find, you got to be able to structure them, you got to be able to close them. So um, for me, my story was I didn't have no money or any credit. My credit was shit. So like that was my only option, right? And so um, I think now too, a lot of people are realizing that like, I don't, I don't need to necessarily, necessarily wholesale. I'm a firm believer that in your real estate career, like you will do some wholesaling, right? Because if you get good at finding great deals, like at some point your money run out, your money and your credit runs out. So you have to, you know, pass them deals along to somebody else and you just, you know, you get a, you get a feed off of that. But I would, for those, those people who are already in position in purchasing position, as I like to call it, like, I'm like, fuck the wholesaling. Let's move straight to acquisitions and then, you know, we can work from there. And then on the, flip, on the other side of the spectrum, if you don't have any money, um, if you don't have any money or your credit is shit, like there's nothing, there's no other strategy like wholesaling to where you can like almost literally create money from nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I'm so anti-system because when I started, it wasn't all these, we didn't have fucking deal machine, like all of these bullshit ass, I don't want to call them bullshit, but all of these systems, like we didn't have that. Like you had to do that stuff, you know, on your own. And, and it was like, it's like, okay, if I, if I tell you that I don't have any money and no credit, how in the fuck am I supposed to be able to commit to a $97 program a month, a $50 system a month? Like I don't have any money, bro. Like I'm trying to, to generate some. So for those people, you know, wholesaling is like a fucking godsend, you know, and people because they are so weak minded and just like pussies, like they quit, you know. I got a lot of people like with with you know they they um, in one breath they like I don't have any money, I'll try to do this, I'll try to do that. I'm like, okay, bet, like this is exactly what you can do. Like I was just like you, I didn't have any money and or no credit, like, and this is exactly what I did. Yeah, it took me a couple of years, but like, look at me now. And they be like, oh, that's too, oh, I can't, oh, you know. And I'll be like, you niggas, like, all your life. Time is going to pass 
anyway. Like, people get so caught up on, like, oh, it's going to take X amount of years. But, I mean, the time is going to pass anyway. Where would you rather be? Still saying, like, damn, I should have did this and that or doing it. And you know what else? I got so many students who have taken the wholesaling game and applied it to other industries and bubbling. Because, again, it's just about I don't I don't give a fuck what the product is. I don't teach about houses. I teach about strategy. You know what I'm saying? It's like you could take these same strategies. My boy Joe, he used it for his line company. Now he's flipping boats. It's the same marketing. He's marketing to people who need some fucking money and they got a boat. It's like, well, what do you want? The money or the boat? They're like, shit, I need the money right now. So he's getting great deals on boats and then flipping them without doing anything to them. Where did he learn that from? That's a wholesaling strategy. That's a wholesaling principle. Same, the text blast, the marketing strategies that he deployed for his real estate, he used those same strategies for his lawn care and junk removal business. Now he got a gang of clients just off of using those same marketing strategies. People get too hung up on the wholesaling. Wholesaling is a real estate strategy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a real estate investor and I'll, I'll use whatever strategy the deal calls for. Like, but, but know that with wholesaling, you're getting a lot of foundational, you know, uh, principles and strategies that you can use to run it up in any market, in any industry. I think a lot of people, they, they miss that shit. It's tragic. Yeah. Especially the people, I feel like those, that foundational, like grind, manual shit, doing your calls, learning like how to reach out to people or turn conversations into, you know, sales and stuff people miss out on that shit and don't want to do that shit. And that is the most important stuff you could ever learn how to do. You know? I'm like, I tell even my students, I was like, don't go look for automations. If you haven't been doing this shit manually for 30 to 60 days, right? You're going to rack up all this money in expenses and monthly fees and try all these different strategies and you haven't perfected anything. And then what you're out the whole couple hundred dollars each month, Cause you're trying to automate some shit you couldn't make work manually, right? So pick work. <laughs> one strategy, pick one strategy, one thing to focus on and keep doing it until it works. Right. Yep. That's where people fuck up. Also. It's like, Oh, I tried it once, twice. I did it two weeks. It's not working. Like, all right. Like <laughs> what about a year? Like, are you committed to trying that shit every day and seeing if you can make it work for the next year? Right. I can last a year. Yeah. I'll work for a year at something. Okay. And yeah. like, I say that all the time. Like, I'll be having yep. to like bite my tongue on the timeline when I'll be seeing the conversation about VAs and dollars and all this and all that. I'll be thinking, like, you niggas ain't made 10,000 cars your motherfucking stuff. Like, I could literally pull up my call log right now and show you where I made myself 10,000 cars off a of Google voice number. You motherfuckers sitting up talking about hiring it. Like, that's why you can't hire a dollar because you ain't a great dollar yourself. You don't know what to manage, what to look out for. You're listening to these recordings and you don't even know how to tell your team to improve because you can't convert the fucking call yourself. Exactly. I bought somebody's course, right? And I did all that. I spent $4,000 trying to wholesale. Just like you said, you was like, if you have money, why are you wholesaling? That was the first time I heard that. I'm like, damn, I spent $4,000 trying to wholesale. I hired a VA. I, ha- I had like property stream, prop stream, whatever it was called. Like, But really the VA was the most expensive expense. And then I bought the list. I did all that. We had one deal on the contract, but it was just, it was too high. 
So that was that was our fault. Obviously, you know, didn't have no experience. So we had one on the contract, but it was too high. We couldn't assign the contract. So that I mean, it was four thousand dollars down the drain. Like when got the LLC, did all that shit, all went down the drain. Like and just like you said, like if you have money, skip wholesaling, go straight to acquiring. You the first person who told me that. Like everybody else is like, oh, wholesale to get your money up. But if you have money, like it might not be like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but if you got like 10, 15, 20,000, go start acquiring or save up more and start acquiring and then start building your portfolio. And then maybe you can use some of those creative strategies to get more properties. But then, okay, but you got, all right, but Nita just broke down like, so then it's kind of confusing because like I got money, but then Nita just broke down how like beneficial and then already touched on it too, like it is to kind of like really be in the field with the wholesaling thing and really learning the game. So like, say I got money and I want to skip that step. Like how can I bridge that gap? Cause at some point I'm probably going to run into some problems that I don't know anything about. Right. But wholesaling, if I would have went the wholesaling route, I might've like had that experience or dealt with that problem before. So it's a little bit easier. So like, what would you say for people? If you're like, just go, Mentor, you got money, what, would you say? what do they need to do? Nah, like, like, okay, like, beast. In your case, like, you, I'm not, I'm not saying to forsake the education. I'm just saying that you don't have to focus on trying to build a wholesaling operation. Like the education, yeah. Like if you would have met me before you spent that four bands, like I would have showed you, like, yeah, this how you can market to find your seller finance deal that you want. This what you got to say to them. This the paperwork. This the contract. And boom, you would have been good right. to go. For example, like that's why our training we don't we don't um, really advertise like wholesaling, right? Because the, the lead generation right. strategies that I'm teaching, whether or not you want to fix it, like whatever you want to do them strategies are still there. So yes, you still got to get the education and the training of the foundations of real estate. You just don't have to then take that and try to focus on building a wholesaling operation. You like, it's like skipping a grade. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I'm good. I don't need that grade. I'm going straight to here. No prereq. I'm straight to, you know, straight to it. So, so right now, she's, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I I was just saying like, so to clarify for Jazz is like, she's saying you don't have to make a, make it a business. Like, cause that's how a lot of these wholesaling courses are now. They telling you make wholesaling a business, go get an office, go get VAs, go get, do this, do that. Like she's saying, use those wholesaling strategies for lead generation. Or if you have, if you don't have money, use the wholesaling strategies to actually wholesale deals, but you don't need to go out here and sign up for all these courses and do this and that. Like, so those same strategies that I employed, I could have just went and used those strategies to actually get some properties instead of trying to wholesale them. I could have been, uh, I could have been marketing to people who would have done seller financing. Mm-hmm. Facts. which is what I need. Like I, I want to acquire property. So that's mm-hmm. really what I should be doing from the jump. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thing about like, if you, if you have money, uh, we talk about this, me and my, my bro practice in winter states, we talk about knowledge, time, money, right? You don't got to have all three. If I got knowledge, then I can create some money. You know what I'm saying? Like if I got money, then I can free up some of my time. You know, so if you have money, but you don't have the knowledge of real estate, then you're just as like you still need to invest in some sort of education and training to because what I what I learned is, is honestly, y'all, it took me like all of these fucking years just to get 
to where I am now. Like, yeah, I've been acquiring properties and stuff like that, but it took me a long time to really get here and get this shit going. And that's what I'm like. I want to kill that curve for people. Like, time is of the essence now. We don't have time to, like, black people, women, like, we need to get to the bag quicker. Like, we don't have all this time to be playing and hemming and hawing. It's like, I need to be vetting people and, and figuring out who the fuck I can go to and use some of my tools, a.k.a. my money, to get the knowledge that I need, you know, to free up my time, a.k.a. start generating passive income. And that's, maybe that's where kind of, like, the disconnect is coming from because people don't feel like you can learn real estate investing fundamentals outside of wholesaling like that it becomes one and the same if you want to learn real estate investing fundamentals then you got to be wholesale not really like you can take them fundamentals and again start to deploy whatever strategy you want you just got to get the game the education from somewhere okay so i got a question like with right now with everything going on it's a pandemic um would you say somebody hopping into wholesaling, would you say that's a good idea with, with everything going on? Or would you say their focus should be somewhere else in real estate? What's your advice for right now? If they don't have money, yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, it don't matter about the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like, that really honestly means there's going to be more properties available. And the, the real true buyers are going to stand up. Because if you go back to my videos, like, two years ago when I was in South Carolina, I'm talking about in all the 2018, I didn't buy anything for myself. 2018, I think I bought like two properties last year, something like that. But 2018 to 2019, I was stacked. Like, cause I, I didn't know Corona was going to hit, but I'm just like, yo, like it's going to be an opportunity for me to pick up some properties at a discount. And I want to make sure I'm in position. So listen, <laughs> That's what I've been thinking. I'm like, it's about to be so many houses on the market and there's going to be a discount. Like, like, stupid this discount. Now, I will say it's market specific. So that's one of the beauties or or one of the, the, the important pieces of it is just choosing the right market, right? And nowadays, especially with social media, you got to invest where it makes, again, dollars and cents. For a lot of people, you know, I got a lot of clients from New York, Cali, like, it don't make sense to wait until you save up a million dollars to try to invest or whatever to try to invest in Cali or New York. It makes sense to take your $250,000 and bring it to Cleveland and bore the fuck out. Like that's what makes dollars and cents. You know what I'm saying? Like it's opportunities everywhere. And so, like I said, I was, I was, I was stacking to have to put myself in a position to always, like, I don't ever, want a good deal to pass me by i either want to have the bread or i want to be able to call somebody in my network and be like yo let's go half on this because they're like it's just going to be too many great opportunities that that are are presenting itself some people don't realize being cheap is really bad like that's why i like there's nothing i hate more than a fucking cheapskate like you got money but you cheap like, like every every place you go, you trying to fucking cut corners and cut costs. Like life don't work like that. Sometimes you just like, gotta spend money and be okay with that. Like being cheap is the worst thing ever. You will never be wealthy being a fucking cheapskate. Cheap like I promise right. you, it's right. not gonna happen. Ever. It's just not. Right. And what the fuck you making you the money? Spend. Like money ain't nothing but a tool. Money don't mean shit. Like like we should not. Like it's been made like 
very crystal clear that this month, like, it's not shit. Money don't mean shit. So if you're not going to deploy the tool of money and use it, like, what the fuck is the point? Right. You know? So, but, again, but people, people are just short-sighted. Way into wealth. Say again? A lot of people think they can penny-pinch their way into wealth. I mean, at some point you got to spend some money and time is money. So at some point you got to put some time in some money, money got to be spent somewhere. Yo, it's always the men too. It'd be like, there's no fucking way y'all niggas is getting pussy being this shit, bro. Like it costs to be with a dope ass woman. Period. Look, they they aren't, they aren't because they <laughs> always say no matter what you paying for pussy. I'm like, why you gotta view it like that? Right, Why you yeah. gotta view no matter what you paying for pussy. Like you gonna spend money regardless. Like I said it the other day. Like, cause somebody was saying they had just got somebody and they didn't have to pay for. Her. But I was like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't have to pay. Like real niggas don't pay. And he was like, well, the meal was expensive and this and this and that. Like, bro, no matter what, we fucking ball. Like it don't matter if we with a girl or if we not with a girl. We gonna ball no matter what. If I'm by myself, I'm spending this money. So right. it don't mean that I'm spending it on her. Like she's not a fucking prostitute. If if that's how you view it, I don't know. This might be too much for top for the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not too much. If that's how you view it, then you go get a prostitute. Like that's it's very telling of like people's experiences and like what they're accustomed to because like same thing I take myself out it's really not a big deal like I I like food I go like that is my vice that's where I go spend money and do shit right so some dude talking about he's gonna pay for my meal I'm like (laughs) all right like (laughs) that's regular shit to me right or you know like the whole bills paid thing like like I pay my bills I do really well you know like all right like that's all you gotta offer like okay you know so I know I just had those conversations and like the $200 date thing I'm like fuck like that is like half my grocery bill for the fucking week (laughs) and y'all are tripping about a single day like any any amount of money that you spend any time like this right here is an investment like and I'm only doing this because I believe is I'm going to get a good return on the investment of my time. Same thing yeah. for y'all. Like, I wouldn't have a fucking podcast if you didn't believe that it was a great investment of your time. But again, that goes back to people not having the literacy and not having the appropriate relationship with their money. Like, nigga, Or the people you hate. Like, I guarantee you sit at dinner yeah. with me, you're going to walk away with way more than you paid for. Even right. if we decide to never talk again, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to walk away with some shit. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm rambling. I have a question for you. Do you invest in or have like a coach or mentor? I'm really big on that. But that's just me. Um, As far as real estate, no. Um, I don't have a mentor or a coach as far as real estate. I have a lot of uh, colleagues, um, like a mastermind, if, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like colleagues who I respect. Um, you know, their experience and their insight. And, um, you know, so we kind of just like build on that. I didn't, again, like when I, when I got started in this real estate stuff, like the mentor shit and all the coaching and all that, it, it wasn't going on. So by the time all of that stuff like started becoming popular, like I was already together, you know what I'm saying? And, um, 
But I will say for some other things, I do have, like, you're my coach, Ari. What are you talking about? Ari's my coach. <laughs> <laughs> like, but everything else outside Put of this, Ari's my coach. coach. <laughs> whatever Ari says do about whatever the fuck else and all that, like, that's, that's what the fuck, you know, I'm going to do. I also have, uh, I, like, one thing that's super big is I got therapists. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, more so than a coach or any of that, like, I have a therapist that I speak to regularly, you know, and, and I mean, I would, I would say that that's more valuable than even having uh, a coach, having a group of colleagues, solid people that are doing what you're doing. So you guys can talk about it from every aspect, from the business aspect, from the social aspect, you know, you, you get some people like you can't, you know, talk to about people DMing you dumb shit because nobody's fucking DMing you because you're not an expert on nothing. So you don't fucking know. Like, you're not qualified to be in a conversation with me about the bullshit that I received via DM. So having a group of people that, you know, are you're like of like mind and going through the same thing, like, that's been super beneficial for me. And then uh, my therapist to just keep me clear because with this real estate stuff and social media, it just, it just it's very easy to get, like, a lot of noise. And this is why I said, I said, like, I don't even listen to podcasts. Like, I'm not going to, whenever this drops, like, I'm not going to listen. I'm going to post it like a motherfucker. But I'm not going to listen to it because I don't, I don't like to hear other people's, like, it be too much. Like, I have to focus on what the fuck I'm doing. I be listening to you, then I'll be trying to be overseas with me, then I'll be trying to do weed with Jasmine, and I'll be trying to stack my money, and then I'll be trying to, you know, project managing all these different things. Like, no, nigga, I do real estate. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I love you to death. I support your shit, but I don't listen to all of those people saying their opinions and what they think because it just gets, you know, too cloudy. So um, I wish that I would have had a mentor or a coach in terms of the real estate thing because, again, it would have cut my learning curve and, you know, I would have got richer quicker, but yeah, I have, I have, I have three coaches right now. I have a mindset coach I have, and I have two business coaches and they're all, they all have multi-million dollar businesses. And so the mindset coach I have, because like, it's so weird. Like when you make money, right? So like I've, I crossed 20 K this month and I barely worked. I deactivated social media. Like I just sent a couple emails out to my list. I showed up, you know, for the clients that I had calls with and stuff, but like I've worked so much harder for so much less a month. And so, well, I noticed that was coming up for me whereas shit like, yeah, but can you do it again? Right. Or like you, you soft launched something and you raise the price. So are people going to keep buying it? And you stopped your Facebook ads and your list isn't growing and you deactivated social media. So, you know, how are you going to grow your audience and spread your message and stuff? And you're probably going to say, fuck the Twitter account. And that's 20 K (laughs) people that you're not going to have access to. You don't really like Instagram. So like, you know, how are you going to keep this up and grow, grow to 50, a hundred K and stuff. Right. And those are never things that like, like logically I know, like, of course I can recreate and do it better. Right. But then there's like that subconscious shit that like sneaks in when you're not really paying attention. So like, that's what I'm working on, on my mindset with my mindset coach to figure out like those thoughts are just a symptom of something. What is the root of like those thoughts? Where does that actually come from that before? Like what happened when you were younger for like mm-hmm. that to be your process. Mm-hmm. And then my two business coaches, one is Rachel Rogers. And as far as like her personal life and her, 
her strategy with like intellectual property and coaching, she models a lot of what I want to have. So like she's mixed race. She has a bunch of kids. She has a multi-million dollar business. She has like, you know, a good solid marriage. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to pay and learn from her to see how she makes all this shit work and to change mm-hmm. what I'm doing so that it works for what I ultimately want. And then I, I just signed on with Mariah cause and that's two grand a month for 12 months. So like, yeah, I'm like, Ooh, shit. Like, Ooh, I really got to make this work. Right. Mm-hmm. But she, she's, she has a whole framework and system for group coaching and not having to do like sales calls and stuff and like how to make the experience really good and take everything and all the patterns I'm seeing in the one-on-one coaching and who I'm having the most results with and turning that into a group program so that I can help more people without having like 10 hour call days three, four times a week. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and like, that's, that's shit where I was like, I'm not gonna be able to figure that out on my own. Like, and I'm already logged into it. I'm like, all right, this is good shit. It's definitely worth it. And I'm paying enough where I have in my calendar to fucking study every day <laughs> and implement that shit. Right. And it's stuff that like, I can like, you know, teach my clients and my groups and stuff. But you know, I feel like whenever I, whenever I like plateau and hit like a certain benchmark, that's my sign where I'm like, all right, I got to get a coach and someone to help me take to the next level, or I'm going to be coasting and coasting isn't a part of my ultimate vision and game plan, right? Like if I'm going to be a multi-billionaire, I can't afford to coast because I already have disadvantages, you know, right. just being right. who I am, race, sex, all that shit. So like, I got to keep pushing in you know, investment comes with that. Man, like that's at least like 4K in coaching a month where I'm like, ooh, (laughs) you better get your shit together. Honestly, like I never, like people are always asking me about real estate books and shit like that. And it's like, I never learned real estate from a book, you know? Like I learned it from actually doing doing it. And fucking up. Yes, yes. (laughs) 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 Lots of mistakes. But like on the just like when you talk about like a business, like I wish and maybe there there is one, I just don't know about it, but I wish there was somebody I'm very I'm like specific. I'm like focused. That's how I approach my marketing. So that's kinda like how I view everything. Like I don't want just a business coach. Like I want a real estate investor business coach. Like I want somebody who is running a full real estate business but who is also managing a site and a list and ads and all like that would be like, I would pay two grand a month to have that. Like the, the real estate game, like not so much. Like I already, I had too much time of trial and error on my own. <laughs> like I don't, I wouldn't see the bad, like you can't, I'm not going to pay you to teach me shit that I've, I've learned throughout, you know, my, my 10 years, but I think that's super important. Like, like I said, I, I wish that I, I would have had back when I was starting somebody that was like, yo, pay me a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, whatever the case may be. And I'm going to just give you the whole game and, you know, really like just cut out a lot of this shit for you because I spent so much time doing things the wrong way and trying to figure it out and testing this me- method and that strategy and all of that. And if somebody could have cut out all that shit for me and just put me on the path to it, like, that shit is invaluable. And that's how, that's the thought that I have in mind when I'm teaching, when I'm educating, like when people come to the training, like, I'm not like, well, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars worth of game. Like, no bitch. Like I'm finna, I'm finna give you a game till I don't got no more time. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I wanna, I wanna give you everything that you need. I asked this when we, when we first get to the training. I'm like, everybody introduce yourself, your name, where you come from, and why are you here? And none of that stuff as I came to network, I came to learn about real estate. No, tell me why the fuck you paid one thousand dollars to come here so that I can make, make sure and be intentional about you leaving with exactly what the fuck you came for, and the people. Yep who are most specific about what they came for are the people who get the most out of the train, period. I do something similar with the digital stuff where there's a boarding survey as part of like your lessons. And so the people who take the time to fill that out, I read that shit every week. I have a copywriter now. She pulls out the patterns and then we're like, all right, so what do we have to create in the content or update so that they're getting what they said they came here for, right? So like when you're not doing your homework, when you're not filling out your shit, when you're not doing the surveys, you're missing out on like specific shit that you could have with what you for. Right, right, facts. That's super important. What about y'all? So, Do y'all have coaches? I mean, I got you. <laughs> I got bees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right, my coach. Right, who needs to come have <laughs> I don't look. I feel like I'm not saying that I don't need a coach. It's just that I'm surrounded by so many people that are just successful. I've just made it a point to surround right. myself with people that right. I want to be more like. Right. That they rub off on me so much. It's just right. like I don't. It's not that I I don't need a coach. They coach me. Like I don't need coaching because I have yeah. all these people around me. They're like, why are you not doing this? You need to do this like this. And okay, okay, do that. And then text me back if you have any questions. Like, you know, that has helped me so much in life rather than just paying somebody. I just, I've just been blessed to be around, you know, successful people. And they just get tossed into my life. Like, here, listen to this person, you know? So that's helped me a lot. Honestly, I want Ari to, like, say fuck all them other people and only teach, like, high-level people. Oh, that's yeah. coming next. That's like, what I'm doing 2,000 a month for. But <laughs> other people, like, just give us your undivided attention, and then you can use your other little minions to, like, carry out the things that we carry out. Um, as far as what's next, I'm going to do a high ticket group coaching program and it's going to be course calls and coaches and stuff, but it's not going to be cheap. Like definitely nothing I've come out with before. And then to replace me and like the lower end stuff, um, it's just going to be 12 months access to the project management course, which we're redoing. And it's not going to be course specific anymore. It's like, all right, the PM lab, where you're going to learn PM across different shit, right? And then um, for the the membership, that's going to be 12 months access too. like, here's a 12 month marketing game plan, what you need to do 12 months. So pick the couple areas you want to focus on, show up to your calls and then boom, that's it. And then once you break six figures, that's where you get me, you know, in the program and stuff. So like, that's what I'm uh, paid for with the coaching and then working on is like, all right, from the one-on-one coaching I've identified from like zero to six plus figures, what it takes, what are the patterns, what they need to know and learn and understand and do as far as building an audience, monetizing and being serviced or digital based and like, all right, let's make y'all into millionaires, right? Like, so that's the goal that's coming, but it's probably not going to launch until like the end of the year or like beginning of next year. But like the low ticket stuff was just 
to pay myself back for the time, you know, to run it and stuff while I was gathering data and looking for the patterns and where people really need help. And like, it'll still be like affordable and shit, you know, but the the coaching, like that's going to go way up. Right. Honestly, because like a lot of, a lot of, this is what I, I learned too. Like, I don't want to learn alongside somebody who paid like $500. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to learn this alongside the nigga who paid $2,000, who committed to paying $2,000 a month for the coaching, because I just believe that that's going to enhance my experience as well. I always tell my, my boy beyond this because he always like, let's keep everything affordable. And I'm just like, it is affordable for the people who really need it. If you tell me, Ari, I got to pay you $2,000 a month, whatever the fuck the case is, like you've already established the value. Like it's, it's like a no brainer. Like, yes, I'm going to pay you $2,000 a month. But if you come out with something that's $100 a month, I'm like, mm, Ari just playing with these little dumb ass <laughs> Like, that's not even, like, yeah. that. I said that, I tweeted that, other day. like, I'm not looking for no free or no cheap experiences. The type of experience that I'm looking for, I already know off top, it costs money right. and top dollar at that. But that's the yeah. type of experience that I'm looking for. So I'm willing to pay for it, period. With this, yep. with this other coaching, I was like, all right, like, I've never paid that much for coaching before. And I love coaching to, like, learn something new or be taken to the next level or, like, learn something specific. Right. But then I was like, all right, am I willing to invest 24,000 to have a seven plus figure business? Fuck. Yeah. Like that is a no brainer. I was like, shit. After I looked at that, I was like, fuck, sign me up. Like I couldn't wait. I got excited about it. And then I also knew like, I don't have a lot of like personal expenses and stuff. My business expenses are usually very low. So I'm like, you know what? Like it's about time. Like, you rack it up on stuff that's important and like stop saying you want to be a multimillionaire billionaire and start doing what it takes to be one. This little shit you're doing, you're playing safe, right? So stretch yourself, put some skin in the game and like put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. That's how I look. That's how I feel about the trainings, man. When I seen the Cleveland trainings, I was like, look, I got to get out there. I got to get out there. So I got to see when it's like safe to like fly out to Cleveland or, you know, somehow probably drive out there. But then, you know, I seen it like, yes, like literally the day I seen, I was like Atlanta training It's calling me. I'm going to pay my thousand dollars because I feel like after I do that weekend with y'all, I'm going to be generating the deals that I want to, you know, generate and closing the deals. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth more than a thousand dollars. So you know, like I'm well, look, I'm proud to pay. <laughs> Hashtag right. proud to pay rip nip, but proud ah. to pay. <laughs> but you also know, people don't consider like the opportunity cost also. It's like if no. I'm bullshitting, that's costing me yep. millions of dollars every year. And that's costing me the impact I want to have in my community, for my family, for my kid, for my legacy. Yeah. So stop bullshitting. Like, fuck. Yep. I've been, I, I had look, to I'm get a honest. job to do what I would. I'm going to be honest with real estate. I've been bullshitting. I've been going hard with everything else. With real estate, I've been kind of like slowly easing into what I need to do. And, you know, because I've always been in real estate, but I've been in property management, you know, with my sister and my aunt's uh, company. So it's like, I've always been in it, but I've never been in on the like acquiring properties and wholesaling properties and things like that side. I've always just done the property management side. So I'm like, you know what? Let me stop bullshitting. Let me go to Cleveland. And then that Cleveland came to me. Cleveland right. Came to Ain't me. that crazy how that shit happened? Like, yes. 
stitching something in your mind, the universe yes. conspiring to like literally present that shit at your motherfucking mm-hmm. footstep. Like that shit is crazy. Yeah, and even after like I got the I got the home inspector thing, and I've been trying to you know I'm working on uh, doing the manufactured housing inspections and things like that with the mobile homes. I'm like, look, Cleveland coming to me. We about to link up. I'm about to get these deals <laughs> because right. like, at the end of the day, like you gotta you have to take that action. You can't be scared. Like some people like ah oh, thousand dollars. They probably looked at that like you know that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know you gotta spend if you want to make some money. You know you can make money with no money. You can. But if you really want to make some money right now, you got to spend it. Right. And people don't even realize it. it's going to cost you too much not taking action. Mm-hmm. This is what I said about, like, I tweeted, like, yo, go check it out. Like, bet. Like, I'm I'm intentionally, like, tagging motherfuckers that was there so niggas can go, like, reach out. Look at the comp, Like, bet it yourself because you would not know or you would not be able to realize that, like, me and Beyond, like, we literally, like, I was just at my boy house the other day. Like, we literally, like, brainstorm on, like, how can we add more value? Like, we are hell-bent on making sure this is how we get off. We want people to leave the event so fucking full and so, like, oh, my God, i never seen nothing like this before. Like, that's what our focus is. Not the fucking money. Like, I'm actually losing money by doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to fly to Atlanta. I got to get us a room and all this and all that. Like I'm losing money by doing it. But the fact that I know that there are going to be 40 motherfuckers in that building. That's like, yo, I never seen no training like this. I never experienced nothing like this. Like they giving us all of this without like, that's what the fuck I'm after. And that's why, like, to your point, like people, I know it is somebody literally DM me today on Twitter and was like, cuz, I got the money. This is what they said. Hey, cuz, I'm going to this event, talking about the Atlanta training. I just need the funds. Give me time. I'm in between the clothes, so hopefully I can close soon and pay you quick, right? So I seen the message, but I ain't respond to it. Like, that's your business. You in charge of your finances, not me. But I was getting my tweets off earlier about, like, yo, like, I ain't doing this shit for money, nigga. I'm doing it for impact. I'm doing it so you can feed your family for the rest of your motherfucking life, right? So I guess he must have seen the tweets. Next tweet I get is, is he just motherfucking bought his ticket. You know what I'm saying? That's what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about, bro. Like, I'm going to make sure. I'm going to go out of If I got to stay later to make sure that you get every question answered, that it's all clear to you, that we've connected all of the dots. Like, niggas don't know that me and Beyond are hell bent on that shit. Like, that's what's really motivating us not the fucking money bro like i want like you to hit me up and be like because i was at that workshop and now i'm a home inspector and now i'm working on my mate like that's what the fuck i get off on i don't need that motherfucking 25 100 500 a thousand like <laughs> i don't need your money bro i need you to have success like that's what what gets me off is is you like changing your life and changing your family life your mom and your wife and your kids and shit looking at you different because now you really truly lead in your household with the knowledge and the intention that it take, man. That shit is invaluable. And niggas don't, I know it's a lot of scammers out here, so they probably can't see it, but like, that's what, that's what I really get off on, honestly, truth be told. And outside that education, you attract 
action takers and a certain per, like a certain people right a certain caliber of people so now they're ex- they're like getting introduced to new people they're expanding their network they're around action takers and people who are ready to make moves and shit so it's like you're already getting more than what you paid for outside of creating momentum Hi. really outside okay. of creating momentum and like showing up to do some shit like when you buy right. that ticket when you show up Watch, I bet for so many of them, other shit's going to start unfolding and happening for them. Look, I know it is for me. I just need to ask a few, a few particular questions, connect some dots, you know what I'm saying? Talk to business credit and then, you know, I'll be off on my own and, you know, doing the work. Ryan, who I posted the other day, just closed the deal. Ryan was at our May train. Ryan is a part of the elite group, which I'm an advisor for, but he came to the training that was in May. And it was July, what was that, tw- July 24th. So that would have been what, May, June, 60 days? And he closed his first deal. And when I met, matter of fact, I probably need to clarify this because when I say he closed his first deal, I don't mean no wholesale deal. I mean, he was able to market and to lock up. He bought that, he bought a fucking uh, dupe, a brick duplex in a great area, like I said, a house that's worth $200,000 for $3,500. And he closed on that bitch with his own money. You know what I'm saying? He was at our training in May. He been coming up here for the last two months. Ryan been coming to Cleveland for a week, staying at Cleveland, going on appointments, making calls. The nigga, I'm like, man, come on, man. That shit is like life changing. And like I said, it's not for everybody. I know everybody not going to get it. But for those people that do, that shit is crazy. Like, that shit almost brought me to tears, man. Like, when he called me and said, cuz, I closed. Like, I got my deed. Like, what? Like, a young nigga, like, under 25 years old, ain't even from this city, but believed in himself. And they ain't got shit to do with me. I hate coaches that always try to take fucking credit for their student shit. Like, no, that man seen the fucking opportunity in Cleveland and put his money where his mouth is, flew to Cleveland, paid for a hotel, paid for a rental car, been calling, been going out on appointments, been doing the fucking work. And now he up. He just added $100,000 plus to his net worth off of $3,500 just like that. Like that's the type of impact. That's the shit. Them the type of stories that I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't give a fuck. Like Bro, the thousand dollars is a discount. It's basically free. Like for the for the value that we trying to impart and make sure that people got the thousand dollars just cover cover really the shit that we have to that we have to pay for. Like it's, it's it's about the impact and it's about you being able to do this without me. I don't want I don't teach so that people are dependent upon me. You got a lot of people that do that, that too. So important. Oh, you gotta come through me. Oh, you gotta come like no. nah. I want you to get this shit without me because I'm not going to fucking be here. I can assure you that much. So I want you to be able to duplicate this process over and over and over anywhere in the country without me. If you can do that, it's a success and, you know, I can go in peace knowing that I was the best because Draco I could be. I tell my coaching clients, <laughs> if you if you sign up again, I'm going to be pissed off. Like, you should get everything right. you need in this first round and then you go and be great, right? Right. I I don't show up here to renew. <laughs> right. Right. Yo, so ask, me, ask me a a home inspect mm-hmm. like ask me something 
And let me let me like break that shit. Like I'm gonna give you all some game game to be able to post. All right. Let me let me let me ask you a question though about the um Atlanta training. So the Atlanta training, can that be applied to Cleveland or can that be applied anywhere? Yes. Yep. All right, we I'm had a, more people for up. the first two trainings. We Bees, had more, yo. We had more people it. that was outside of Cleveland than we had from Cleveland. The third one, a lot of Cleveland people showed up, but that was only because they seen other motherfuckers flying in. Right, from other, from coming other in there. Exactly. A lot of people, they don't, they don't see value in some shit until other people other, from outside yeah, come yeah. in and be like, oh, wait, hold on. If people are coming in from that state, then maybe I should actually go. So the thing All about shit is it is to every market. It's applicable to every okay. market, every house. Like in Cle- like it's shit like this. Like in Cleveland, we got basements. In Atlanta, they don't have basements. Okay, so we're not gonna necessarily be talking about basements, but we still gonna be talking about drywall repair. Uh, you know, applying like all the structures, mm, the rooms, the HVAC, the, house, the electrical, yeah. the plumbing, like all of that is the same no matter where you go on in, in terms of the property walkthrough. And then on the 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 marketing side of things, the strategies that I talk about, they work everywhere. It don't matter where you at. Okay, okay. So about the the inspection, you want to talk about the home inspections? Well, what type of game can you give about the home inspections? Don't don't give away all the keys. Just just yeah. That I have a question about that because I'm in the process of building my home inspection business. And I just pe- became like uh, recently got you know got everything taken care of on Internachi. And uh, I just want to know, like, how did you how did you start out getting uh, clients as far as having people have confidence in you doing an inspection? So I had a little bit of an advantage because, mind you, when I added the home inspection piece, I was already an investor. I was already doing people's projects. Like, so I had some like uh, built in confidence from a lot of my clients. But really. uh, And then, too, another thing is, is like I'm not offering that like if you notice you don't see me like marketing that as a service because i'm not doing it for everybody like i'm only doing it for certain people so the only thing that i did was i sent cards y'all see me talk about the send out cards i sent cards to all of the agents that were you know in my network that i know that i'm affiliated with we've done business and i was like yo like this is something new that i'm getting into i'm only offering this to you you know because of whatever else we had going on I want to offer, you know, your clients $150 off. So as opposed to $350, I'm going to do five of your clients for $250. I was booked like a motherfucker. Matter of fact, I ended up having to turn people down because I had like five people who came and was like, okay, I got my five slots. That's 25 inspections time $250. Wow. And, and my second question, I guess, behind that is, how did you become really good at, you know, uh, doing inspections? Like, did you, you know, did you shadow some people? Like, how did you, you practice? Or was it because, you know, you were already in real estate, you were already investing, you kind of already know, kind of knew what to look for? It's a combination of all of that. So, yes, I definitely, I've been in, you know, a ton of houses. So I already know, you know, like, the beauty about inspecting is, is, like I said on the, on, on the workshop, like I don't have to be able to tell you what the fuck is wrong and how much it's going to cost to fix it and who you're going to, like all I got to be able to tell you is, is that's not right. That's a defect. Notate it. You know what I'm saying? And so I have been through a million houses, so I know what's right and, from, and what's wrong. So I can obviously notate that. But I did go, uh, I actually flew to Atlanta uh, three times 
there was a guy you would you would never i asked him if he would do a webinar with me if i could refer he don't want nobody to bother him but there was a, a home inspector down there who i found on, on instagram and i hit him up like yo like you know i'm trying to get into this i want to come down can i pay you to you know so he let me like he ain't charging me i ended up giving him a little something but he ain't charging me and i went on um i did five inspections with him three one day and two the next day and so this show you too how it don't matter where you learn that because again we was down in atlanta and he didn't have he was crawling up under houses crawl spaces there were no basements right but he taught me everything from um how to show up in terms of how to introduce yourself and start the process and set the proper expectations like a flow to your inspection like okay we're gonna start outside with the roof and then work down and then work back and then we're gonna go inside start downstairs and then work up like he gave me all of that flow um and then it was practice like i did a a, a, a few inspections before i sent out those cards i did several inspections for free just getting the the practice on showing up going out having the right gear you know being dressed appropriately going through the whole inspection the report writing process like just going through all of that practice all of that and and i was ready to go and i believe that if you take if you if you go through internashi thoroughly even if you have like if you come in in green right and you go to internashi thoroughly and go through all of that information and you do your mock inspections as you're required to do you should feel comfortable on your first inspection if you don't feel comfortable it means that you didn't properly go through the education that's it because inspections are not hard if it was more like in detail like you got to notate all of this and all of that then yeah but you don't have to do all of that all you got to be able to do is say hmm, that's not right i think it needs to be looked at by a qualified professional that's it Agree. Yeah. No, the stuff in there is pretty, it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, other than to the types of like roofing materials and stuff, like I learned a lot of new stuff with that. It's basically just going through telling them what's not what's wrong with it, but basically like, look, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. You know, and then that's you that. Tell you know, why it ain't right. And what it's going to take to get it right. Who they got to nope. call. Like, you don't got to tell them none of that shit. Like, bro, it's a defect, period. Get you a qualified professional in here. Mm-hmm. So this I this did. would help people that are doing virtual, like say if you out of state and you have an inspector go through, this would help somebody like if they get them to send them pictures or maybe even if they don't have an inspector, they just get some random person from Craigslist or whatever to go through, take pictures. They'll be able to say, hey, that's not right. I need to get somebody to look at that. That's not right. I need somebody to look at that. So you really could be your own inspector virtually. You a smart nigga, because I that's exactly what I told them people on that workshop. I said, uh, <laughs> sir, you was on there, right? Weren't you? Yeah, you I was on the I was on the workshop. I, I said you you can have a specific outside of your formal inspection service, you can have a specific targeted service just for absentee investors. I offer an inspection service specifically for absentee investors. Now, in my mind, it's not the full thorough report, like if you're paying me the 350 plus for it, but to go out and take you some pictures and to comment on whether or not your main systems being roof, foundation, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, all of that stuff is intact and is in good working condition, I can charge $200 for that shit. 
all day, every day. And guess what? I'm already tapped into those people. I'm already tapped into absentee people who want to know what the fuck is going on with their property here that they never seen. Okay, no problem. For you, my special absentee investor, I actually have a special package. It's $250. It gives you 40 pictures and a commentary on each major system of your home. Are you ready for the invoice? Oh, yeah, I'm ready for it. You know, I'm proud to pay. Proud to pay. Hashtag proud to pay. <laughs> I love the game. Why, why isn't know. that like a link on your site just ready? I'm not doing pay. it for everybody. Oh, got you. Everybody. Got I'm you. only doing it for, you know, people that I know that I'm doing business with that are in my network. That's why I'm trying to help everybody else so that they can service those people because I know that I don't want to and I'm not going to. Like, the shit that I learned be for me and my niggas, period. Like, when I go out and get an extra skill and learn something, it really be to share with the people that I fuck with. It ain't it ain't for the masses. You know what I'm saying? So I want to have I a team. Like, eventually, like, I'm going to have enough inspectors that I trained in Ohio to have a prolific home inspection company in Ohio. And then I'm going to go to Atlanta and hook up with my cousin down there. You get your people down there. I'm going to help you structure so that you can have your home inspection company down there. And then I'm going to go to the next. And that's how I'm going to do it. Because if we had 50 uh, black property owners right now who purchase a property, I guarantee you maybe 10 of them had, not even 10, probably, probably five of them had black home inspectors. How many of them had black appraisers? Like I was just at a property on Saturday where we had a, a home inspection shorty call, you know, because we were transacting the deal. So I couldn't do the inspection, but she had to call somebody else. It was an old white guy. The old white guy told her that she should only be paying 10,000 for this house. And this is wrong. And that's wrong. And I told her, I'm like, you do realize that's another form of white supremacy, right? The fact that he's trying to bully you and make you scared to purchase this house from your, from your sister who told you and showed you X, Y, and Z, but he gonna bring his raggedy ass in here and think he gonna tell you that cause a couple shingles is missing and cause this and cause that, that you shouldn't buy this house. That's a that's racism. That's a form of white supremacy. Now, if you was to go on the West side, which is predominantly white, he would be singing their praises, the praises of the properties on that side. That's a problem. We need more cousin Nita's at the inspection. When you call out for an inspector, you need more of your niggas showing up. That's going to give you the real deal, the true story. Like, yeah, like you probably are like the roof is end of life. You're going to need to replace that. I'm not even supposed to talk about the numbers and what it would cost. Nah, because the roof is end of life. Your electrical is 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 knobbing to like you're eventually you're gonna have to up so that you again an informed educated investor when we don't have us in those type positions we get raked over the fucking coals it's white supremacy like my side of town is the best the type of properties that I know and familiar and are familiar with are the best and anything short of that like you should be leery of no matter if it's your your homegirl Nita who like showed you the deal and all of that. She was like, wow, you right. She like, I done had several inspections and I never had a black inspector. I'm like, I know you have Give me two years though. I got you. That's like, isn't that against like the SOP, the code? Yes, it is. To talk numbers? Yes, it is. It's a conflict. It yeah, sure it's is. conflict of interest. You're not supposed to talk mm -hmm. numbers with the with the mm -hmm. homeowner. You're just supposed to 
Get them an unbiased report. This is what's wrong. These are the people you need to go go call. You, That's so it. You 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 went to the information for real for real. You want to play? Oh no, I wasn't. No, I, don't, I don't play. <laughs> look, everything I do, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do that shit thorough, or I'm not gonna do that shit at all. I'm not gonna sit here and waste my time. I'm gonna actually read through this shit. You're exactly right. And you know what? One of the reasons why it's crazy too, because uh, I was gonna drop all that shit June first. Already you know, like I was gonna drop all that, shit, and I just was like, you know, it was a lot of shit going on. But on top of that, Internashi had really disappointed me. You know what I'm saying? Like their silence and 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 just like I already knew that it was a racist organization, but they just made it so air apparent, you know, during that time. And I, I felt conflicted. It's like, damn, should I point all my cousins to these people? Like I know that I'm mature enough and I'm able to navigate those waters and basically eat the meat, spit the bones, get what I need from these cocksuckers and then going about my business. But I don't know if my cousins, like if they going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to set them up to receive. Are you in the Facebook group? Have you seen any of that converse, any uh, of the, the dialogue in the Facebook group? About the, uh, about Internachi? Yeah, the Internachi I seen, I seen, I seen, I seen a little bit of it, but I don't be heavy in there. It, it's, it's, it's some bullshit. Like you, you wouldn't be able to be, heavy in there. And that was like an issue that I was having. It's like, I don't want to be the one that's like, yeah, like pigs to slaughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel so conflicted because I'm like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get the information. But at the same time, fuck them crack ass crackers. Like they can't talk to you like that. They can't act like the communities that you're going to be investing mm-hmm. in is some bullshit. They can't like, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I didn't personally feel comfortable being like, Everybody go to Internashi, even though they have reached out to me. Somebody somebody told them about the webinar. They reached mm-hmm. out to me. I want to give you a call. Like, everybody that use your call, get a month. Man, fuck that. We'll pay the $50 just to get the information and, like, be rid of y'all motherfucking mm-hmm. ass people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's, a lot it's of a people lot in the group. I didn't know who was actually with Internashi or who was just in the group talking shit. So I, that's why I got to get off Facebook because all them groups, it'd be so much shit going on in the yeah, groups. Yeah, they don't went down, man. Them groups, the group shads. But I'm just like, it, is, it just shows you like the type of organization that Internashi mm-hmm. is. They allow. It's the same thing with bigger pockets. It's, yeah. It show you what type of organization y'all They're are. They're silent. Shout out to Blacker Pockets. Shout this, out Blacker Pockets. Fuck shit. <laughs> To, to to fucking go on like y'all showing yeah. me really what the, and it's like okay I can't in good faith tell my niggas to come rock with y'all like that like that when I see how y'all are I gotta tell them mm-hmm. like yo get what you need from these people and get the fuck on because if not mm-hmm. they, gonna, they gonna make you want to like pull up on somebody and beat their ass type shit mm-hmm. that's fact yeah, and I think I think the same thing that you said with the home inspections we need the same thing when it comes to appraisals as well. I didn't know that racism was in appraisals until Madhu started talking about it. And then you started talking about it. And then I seen an article about it where a black woman said that their house appraised for $150,000 less than what it should have appraised for because they had a white appraiser. Like, that's crazy. Go back to like, like uh, that, that affects your livelihood. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's like redlining. So how are you gonna yeah. just come and say this house is worth one hundred fifty thousand less just because it's owned by black people? No, like, they that, do that. What they do that. Money. They do that so they can they can come and let other people come in and buy the neighborhood. That's how they do. It. That's what they did in East Point, Georgia. 
If anybody know about East Point, exactly it's, it's a whole black black neighborhood. A lot of retired people here. I mean, they do it in all parts of Georgia. But you know what they do is they come and they praise the house for less, and then it sells for less, and they slowly bring down the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying with property values? Well, they bring it down, and then they come in and buy up the land, and you know gentrify the neighborhood, or you know they did it to the uh, area by uh, the Atlanta Zoo. The Atlanta Zoo area used to be the hood. And now it's all these historic homes that's worth like four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars. They just, exactly they you know, do. bring them property values down, let their people move in, and bring them right back up. That's exactly what the fuck they do. And appraisers are even worse because, like, appra- like first of all, I think appraisers are going out. Like we, like that that whole like industry, I think is on its way out because um, now you know with COVID and everything, like getting access to people's houses, like that shit is not, you know, you're not as open or welcoming to an appraiser coming in. And then all they fucking do is it's for the cops. Like they don't have no clue about the difference in housing structures and how value really works. All they do is fuck, they they, they, they get the people that went to college for two years, because <laughs> all you gotta do is go to school for two years to be an appraiser. And then them motherfuckers be like, you know, feeling they self and all they do is fuck a pool comps. They don't know how to analyze or how to really interpret the comps. And so inevitably, they give you like crazy ass fucking appraisals, period. I think appraisals are going out and inspections are going to come, are going to become more uh, popular and more necessary because at least inspections speak to the specific uh, condition of a property as opposed to some arbitrary oh, well, this comp had that, so I think it could be this, or that comp had that, so I think it could be that. Like, that shit is too fucking arbitrary. It's too speculative. Like, mm-hmm. I can come in and tell you, like, yo, your roof, your siding, your plumbing, blah, 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 like, very concrete. So, but yeah, it's you're, you're absolutely right. There's a, a lot of racism that, that that you know, goes on in it's crazy appraisal like you, <laughs> you're not expecting to get uh, some racist ass motherfucker for your appraisal like you know i mean they, it really just goes all they do is try to control the property values and the comps in the neighborhood that's literally all they try to do because if you come to certain parts of atlanta you know south of the city is a little bit cheaper than north of the city and east of the city is kind of in the middle west of the city is the country but if you go past like douglasville you know dallas georgia all out it it gets a little bit more expensive and that all goes back to the north and the west side is mostly white the east and the south side is mostly black you know what i'm saying you can go to college park and get a house for a hundred thousand dollars you cannot go to north fulton and get a house for a hundred thousand dollars right so I mean, it's all it all goes back to just keeping certain, keeping all the neighborhoods, you know, segregated and everything like that. So I think it should. I agree with you. I think it should be out, you know, kind of, you know, disbanded. No more property appraisers. All and go off of inspections. I don't care that the house down the street was built in the same five years as this house. <laughs> what this house may have better bones, or that house may have better bones. I need to know what's going on with this house. Facts. Facts. So do you think you 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 gonna go ahead and build that new internachi, the in, interblackchi? Nope. I'm gonna nope. Inspire, I'm gonna inspire the person who will though, but it ain't gonna be. There good. we go. <laughs> I'm we inspire one. one of these tech head ass niggas to do it. <laughs> Cause I'm tired of watching the videos and there's some white yeah. dude with a, a polo shirt tucked in, his yeah. new his white New Balances on. I'm over it. 
Yeah. Like, Wait, so I, what, I, I, what is that company? They teach you how to become a home inspector. They basically give you the certificates and they have like all kinds of certificates like uh, mold inspections, um, manufactured in mobile housing, home inspections. And it just goes down the line. It's a whole bunch of them. They teach you how to inspect every aspect uh, of the property. They even have commercial. the largest trade organization for home inspectors in the country, pretty much so. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like want to be a member of them, but like you got to take that shit with a grain of salt. And that's why, again, I didn't feel comfortable like introducing a whole gang of young black motherfuckers to these old white cracker ass crackers because I, I know how they're going to be received and I know how we going to respond. And it's just like, nah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I was happy to find uh, mobile home elite investors because when I got into uh, mobile homes before I even found them on Instagram, everybody is like old white dudes or yeah. young white dudes whose dads was just in the mobile home game or they just mm -hmm. found it on YouTube. So it's like a breath of fresh air to see niggas buying mobile homes. I was like, all right, shit, I can do that shit. Niggas buying mobile homes, I can do it too. You know, it's not just some old white guy, you know, and everybody, like, if you go look at all the top mobile home park owners, they're all white. All of them are old white guys. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's important what we're doing. Like, we're really mm -hmm. showing people that we can be in these industries. And when people find us, they can see, like, oh, shit, it's actually, like, other black really? people doing what I want to do. Versus mm -hmm. when you go look, like what you said about bigger pockets, versus when when I first started getting into real estate, all I all I knew was bigger pockets. Like I Same. wish blacker pockets was around back then. Like mm -hmm. are we yeah. wrapping it up? Yeah, are yeah. So let's let's, let's wrap to, it up. Well, we having a good conversation. <laughs> she, she ready to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> she ready to go to sleep. She's like, uh, I don't put my hair so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get into our last question here um so what's your biggest accomplishment that you think you've accomplished so far my biggest accomplishment is being able like creating a lane and a platform to be able to share um the message of uh just ownership and 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 educate helping to educate and empower my people around the power of real estate that has been my biggest accomplishment to date and i'm honestly really just just getting started like now that we talked about some of the other stuff you know what i'm saying that i got going on like that's that has that has been my biggest accomplishment to date more than anything that i've personally done myself has been um just the sharing and even even those people who are maybe not directly directly taught or mentored or whatever but I know that my story and the consistency of what I'm talking about I know that it has helped and inspired uh you know other black people and other young black people you know to to get into real estate and to take it more seriously and for me like that's that's one of my my personal you know, goals outside of like whatever, you know, the other stuff that I have going on. So that is, I, I'm most proud of um, the way that, you know, I've been able to amplify this message via, again, my own platform and, you know, by using other platforms as well to just get that message of like, yo, we can do this. Like for, for too long, I, I feel like black people felt like, like, yo, I can't invest in real estate. I don't have enough money. 
my credit is not this, or I live here, or I live there. And, you know, I, I'd like to think that, you know, with my personal platform and then also, you know, the other things that I have going on that I've been a huge catalyst in just helping to transition and put something else on people's mind. Like, nah, like I, I can't do this. Like whether or not I got a whole bunch of money or, you know, my credit is in point, on point or not, like I can do this. And so that's that's honestly what I'm most proud of over and above, you know, my own personal um, accomplishments. That was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, helping people to me, is like the most beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. We all got a responsibility for that. Like, what the fuck, like, what do I look like? Like grinding all these years, getting all, all this knowledge, all this experience, and not sharing it. That's some whole ass shit. You know what I'm saying? And I know my niggas need it. I know my people need this information and they need to feel like they can come. Like all y'all said, like, I know I'm gonna get the real. Like, we need that. Like, I need people in the tech and all that that I don't know that I can be like, yo, like what and, and be know that I'm getting the real and not trying to get mm-hmm. taken up. Like that's the real power of us as a collective community. Everybody working in their own respective lane, being the best mm-hmm. that they can, and then offering that information and that talent back to the collective. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. That's 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 honestly like what I really believe in. So that's how I try to try to move. So I'm proud of that shit. Like for real, for real. Yeah, because not everybody's exposed to it. And I have to always keep that in mind when I'm talking. Because I guess some people that be looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Not everybody's exposed to all the information that we are exposed to. Like, we talk about all this shit like it's every day, like it's daily. But, you know, not everybody has the same exposure to this information and this knowledge and these resources. So, you know, you got to spread it. As soon as you get it, like, get, spread that shit to other people. Facts. Facts. That's the, that's the most powerful thing that you can do. Like, if I get the information, like, I remember when I was flying out to, and it's crazy, because, I like, nobody knew. I didn't tell nobody what I was doing when I was, when I started that home inspecting, like, education. But, like, I, was, I went out to fucking Colorado. I was, like, one of three black people at their convention, at the International Convention. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just sitting there, like, just, like, I know people looking at me, like, what the fuck she Like, I, I felt it. Like, I felt that energy, but I'm, like, I'm here to get the information because I got to pass this shit along. Like, not only do I need it for myself, but I need it for all my other cousins too. Like, and that shit is powerful. Like that, like I said, that that's the way that I view it. Like when I get, when I go to get information, knowledge, you know, resources, access to shit, it it be is bigger than just for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to share that shit. I want to help educate, and I want people that look like me and that that relate to me and that my story resonates with to feel like they got, like you don't have to go to the fucking bigger pockets. Like you can come to your cuz and you know your cuz gonna give you that real, gonna give you the information. I'm not finna be hitting you over the head with it. Like I just want you to get it and change your life and your family's life. You know what I'm saying? Like we need more of that. We need more of us to operate in that same vein. So I think that's huge for us. Well, I appreciate you coming and dropping this knowledge on this. Because, Draco. Likewise. Thank you. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all having me. Um, yeah, I appreciate you too. I love what y'all doing. I think this is a super dope concept. I love the fucking, uh, the logo, the whatever the fuck. <laughs> the 
Go ahead. Like, <laughs> I love that shit. Like, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't really listen to podcasts, but I love what the fuck y'all are doing. And I'm happy to, you know what I'm saying, support and to, to, to promote y'all as much as I can. You know, y'all stay encouraged and uh, keep on keeping on individually. And also as a collective, it's, it's super dope to see, you know, four strong black women, like individually strong, come together and do some shit like, cause y'all don't have to do this shit. Like y'all, y'all pretty much don't know what the fuck going on. Like y'all don't have to do this. You know what I mean? So it's really a labor of love and I respect that. So my hat off to y'all. I wish y'all continue um, success, you know, uh, understand that you got big cuz Jekyll behind you. I'm happy to support and uh, pr- promote and try to propel y'all, you know, it, it, as much as I can. So I appreciate the opportunity. I hope that, you know, the, the conversation was engaging. The information was hot and spicy. And, uh, you know, I'll catch y'all on the flip. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. All right. Love y'all. Be blessed. Peace.